I was not a six foot two, you know, 15 stoneborn marine my whole life. I was a skinny kid, got bullied at school. I'm dyslexic to boot. So I'm in the gym and this guy comes over to me and goes, oh, I heard you're joining the army. I went, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, I'm joining the Royal Marines. I went, what's the difference? And he went, well, the Marines are better. The second he said that, I never looked back. I always was like, well, I'm going to do that then. I want to be that. I don't know how I got here. I didn't mean to be a Royal Marine, became a Royal Marine. I didn't mean to become a caster. I'm now a, I'm now a caster. I just don't let things hold me back. And I don't say no. I just keep saying yes. For good or bad, I keep saying yes. I hate things holding people back. This week on Humans of Magic, we are joined by Will Hall. He's a Royal Marine churned accidental streamer churned caster. Will has generously offered to give away one booster box of March of the Machine to one lucky listener. To enter the draw, you have to go to the Humans of Magic YouTube channel, subscribe, and comment on the video with your answer to a question that we will ask during the interview. So if you're listening to this on your podcast app, stop what you're doing, head on over to the Humans of Magic YouTube channel, hit subscribe, and then drop a comment on the Will Hall video. We will select one lucky winner with the correct answer to win the booster box exactly one week after this episode goes live. Good luck. Will Hall in the house. Will, how are you? I'm good, dude. How are you? I'm good. I, you know, there's a lot of questions I want to ask you, but let me just start with the one that is resonating the most in my mind and it's been bouncing around my brain all week. So... How did the Ukraine stream start? I didn't follow in real time. How did all that stuff happen? You're a 24 seven around the clock thing. So by accident is the, is this the short answer by accident, but let's break it down. So for people that don't know what, what we're talking about, um, I run a stream on Twitch and it's, I've basically not turned the laptop off over there for, I don't know what month we're in now five. So probably like 15 months now that laptop is probably screaming. You probably hear it in the background. Um, and all I've done is I've streamed pro tours and old GP coverage 24 seven. Obviously that kind of happened in the, like the COVID era. So it, it went quite well. And I've always been like a giveaway streamer, right? Like, you know, that's how I started being on the internet is I, um, give everything I make away. I've always done giveaways and helped people with best I can, etc. And cause I'm in the military, obviously I don't need all the, like the money you make from Twitch. Not that it was much, but whatever it was. Um, and if anyone ever sent me things, I used to give it away. So being in the military, I don't need that money, but being in the military, when the war happens, especially a very prominent one is Ukraine's very different to most wars as in it's, it's like a social media war. Like it, we, there's a lot of wars on at the minute if people aren't aware, but this one's the one everyone knows about, right? Cause it's, yeah. it's very publicized and it's, you know, my stance on it is very clear. Um, but they won't send us cause you know for whatever political reasons, they won't send us to, to, to war to go help Ukraine. Um, so I was thinking, like, how can I do it? How else can I do something to help um, people of Ukraine? So I was streaming. And then at the end of my stream, I went, I'm going to put on Pro Tour Born of the Gods for 24 hours, because that's my favorite Pro Tour of all time. That's where Blue Moon had its debut. That's the Pro Tour, which made me fall in love with magic, or competitive magic. I was like, whoa, they, they managed to make this deck out of nowhere and it does this really cool thing. And yeah, yeah. Um, and in like 24 hours, I gained like, you know, like over like 100, 200 followers. I like my view account went through the roof. Like people were like, oh my God, it's great. And I was like, should I do another one? And everyone's like, yeah, sure. So I put another one on. 
and another one. And I just kept like every day I was going to go to stream, I just kept adding another Proton or another GP. Um, and all the money made for it goes to support uh, kids in Ukraine that lose their fathers because, you know, everyone's can can relate to that, I, I guess, at some point in their life. It's, it's going to happen. Um, but that's why I chose to put, to put the chair because they won't send me to go fight. So I thought I'd go and see what else I could do. And I felt money, raising money is the best way for it. And it's still going. And I said, I'm not going to turn off the stream until I, one, the computer dies or two, that war ends. So it's unfortunately, I think it might be on for a little bit longer, but you know, it, it's all going for a good cause. It's opened up a lot of opportunities for me as well, to be fair, like things i never thought would be an opportunity. Um, but yeah, it's that, that's kind of the, the original, how it started. And it, it just spiraled from there i did get so you were just thinking point. about how you can help in some shape yeah, or form yeah. and that's uh, just i'm how it's always about helping people like i don't care if you're the the biggest streamer in the world or you're just starting out you know what i mean like i will help any way i can with uh, advice for people i sit down and just chat to them about it people ask my opinion about things i'll give them my opinion it might not be what they they like or not i'm very brutal with my with my honesty at times mm. um but I always find that you know, if I'm telling you the same thing everyone else is going to tell you, it's, it's not going to change. You're not going to, you're going to hear what they want you to hear. Where if I tell you the truth, this is generally how I see it. If you want to change, you can change. If you don't need to change, then you, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Like this, and because um, I was lucky, I had that kind of advice to me uh, mm-hmm. over the years through like you know, um, like people like Nikachu MTG. It's like my my uh streaming dad i call him because he's streaming helped dad. me sat down <laughs> with me over discord calls for for hours just talking about this was all about youtube back in the day back when i used to make youtube videos but um we can you know that's another conversation if you haven't got nikachu on here i'm pretty sure a lot of people would like to see nikachu on here plus he is very smart when it comes to, to content creation and which avenues you should go down and if anyone that's been watching for the last like i don't know two years or so you'll see a big change in how he makes content and see the yeah. absolute mega success that he's going off very sharp guy for sure i haven't had him on yet but uh it is it is something i would like to do in the future and just for the record what is your what is your stance on ukraine and maybe even why the british government is not doing um, anything at the moment well um going going political i'm very in support of ukraine i don't think you should just be able to roll into another country and invade it um especially just because you believe that that part of your country is yours bear in mind there's two sides to every story i'm sure over in russia they might think something different you don't know what people um are being fed information wise right you can only go off the information you know and i'm a big believer in in facts and researching things especially mm-hmm. during like like covid eras and you know, politician type oh, yeah. voting things. So I'm, I'm very much on the, on the side of Ukraine. I think the war shouldn't happen. I think we should go stop it. But on the other side of that, Russia's got this nice big red button that is, I, I believe, and this is just my opinion, and I'm sure I'll probably get rinsed for it at some point, but I genuinely think the only reason we're not there is because they have a big red button that says nuke on it. Like that's one of the advantages of being a superpower in this day and age. If you have a button that says nuke on it, people are probably not going to invade you. Or, you know, start kicking off world war three i don't think we'll get to that point i don't think i hope the world's not uh dumb enough for that the people that we've put in in power um because that is horrendous so yeah basically russia has they have this big red button that they can press potentially to start a nuclear war and we've all seen terminated right <laughs> we know what how nuclear wars time kind Judgment of end yes. so you don't want to be on the other side of that but that's why i think 
we haven't gone in. Um, I've got no more information than you. I just go off what I see in the media and what I research myself. And I, I think that's the reason we're not in Ukraine. Um, we've basically done everything but pit troops on the ground. We've, you know, we've provided them with weapons, tanks, aircraft, training, uh, support. Um, I think you, you, the UK is actually the biggest support of Ukraine in terms of like, you know, all those things I just mentioned, kit and equipment and training, support online, et cetera, et cetera. I think um, Stansky is doing a, a great job of turning this into a social media thing. Like he's very, obviously he's, he's an actor, so he's very yeah. good at social media. And now we're seeing in a different way. We know social media is super powerful, right? It's it's the biggest tool for any company, promotion, anything like that. And he's using it to great effect in this war to, you know, to get like arms, to get the morale up for his troops, etc. So yeah, I think that's how I see it anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, I think a lot of folks see it that way. And I didn't really mean for the podcast to get political well, all of a sudden, but I just think it's so relevant to kind of the day to day and how you got started with the the twenty four hour stream and all that. Yeah, so. well, it is. That's one hundred percent how it started. Is I wanted to do something that I can uh, do physically. So I thought, what, how else can I do it? And you know, giving to charity is always a, a great thing. I found a good a good charity to give to, um, which you know, and, and it's going pretty well. It's going pretty well um, until they say, "Strap your boots, you're going across." Which is about all I can do. Apparently there was also some legal drama around your stream and copywriter. There was, there was some guy named Jeff who, mm. who, who tweeted something or, or what was uh, that about? This, this is, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. So when I started, um, if you look at the TNCs on Wizards website, I'm at, you're actually allowed to do it. Okay. You're allowed to use the cop, uh, the content. So I'm not using it for bad things. I'm not like swearing over it or putting anything illegal with it i'm not making money from it even though you're allowed to make like subscriptions and stuff like that, that that's legal um i i got a ban i think someone got upset with me um i've actually had a few big streamers come after me but um i don't know who someone got uh upset with me they sent uh, a letter i'm oh, guessing they, re to... they, they reported okay they reported yeah i think someone reported me and when you get reported i imagine it just went straight to wizards lawyers it doesn't go bother going to the social media teams or managers, anything like that. It just goes straight to a lawyer. Lawyer just goes, bam, slap, you're banned. You know, you stop, stop acting, yeah, 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 and Twitch ban you for 24 hours. Uh, no, I think it was a week, actually. But that was crazy in itself. If anyone's never been banned on Twitch, everything, the whole IP gets shot off like that. Like the second you get like a, a message on your phone, an email at the same time, and all, everything on Twitch stops. You can't log in. You can't watch Twitch. It's really, really crazy. It's how very severe, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. It, 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 I was like, whoa. This is. I was just sat there watching my own stream. It's like it's like all of a sudden the website doesn't exist to you, basically. Yeah. It it was it was weird. Um, so that happened. I was like, okay, cool. Maybe I'm not cool. So I went. I messaged Wizards, and I, uh, you know, I was like, look, going off your T's and C's, your website. I think I'm entitled to be doing this. I should should be doing this. I want to do this. And they went, yeah we want you to be doing this why wouldn't we want me to be doing this so they're um you know they gave me the rights to to, to do it i've got i ended up getting a contract made with them um to let me stream pro tours and gps etc and since then it's all been gravy i've had no other uh complaints professionally i've obviously i said i've had streamers come after me i won't name them but i've had um i've had a couple that would probably surprise you and i've had obviously the one that you just said they're the, the most I suppose most popular one, almost. Uh, I'm not, not going to use the F word. 
some makes it a, a popular have a wanker stream. have a wanker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um came after me because they weren't happy that um basically i don't think they, they they read into the facts i've never been a fan of them uh in general just from before because i you know i watched their content and i saw them do something pretty bad uh so i didn't like it i've always spoke my feelings so to speak. i wear yep. my heart on my sleeve um i yeah they came after me basically everyone rallied for me which was really nice on twitter everyone came back was like it's mm -hmm. a charity stream what are you talking about blah 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 and you know there was a lot of backlash and if you did anything it helped grow the stream more um <laughs> than anything so you know it, it backfired i think they and... call that unfortunately like outrage marketing it's not like you initiated but sometimes when there's drama and outrage like it actually becomes more popular it's actually feeding into the thing and i and, and i'm not saying this is anything you initiated right you're just trying to do a good thing but people don't often realize that it's like by um by spreading negativity they're actually helping you indirectly you know i do understand why people come after me like the, the big streams they think i'm taking away their viewers i'm taking away their subscriptions you know what i mean more people are, are watching my stream than they should be watching theirs etc you know there, there's a lot of reasons i understand what they're doing but then at the end they it's people's choice right if people want to i always say my stream is the best stream to have on uh in the background no one watches my yeah. stream they just have it on in the background right while you're doing 100%. your homework yeah. a job whatever you can listen to pts you can everyone's watched them live at this point yeah. even there's a lot of people just getting through the um like the arena era uh, they've never seen paper pro tools, especially until like recently. Obviously, we've started them this year, um, but they've never seen this paper magic before, really, uh, especially at such a high level and high production. So they're now watching it for the first time, and um, you always get the bad eggs that come in and go, "Oh God, I remember when Yardi Yard top decks this card and won the enemy." Like, no, no spoilers, stop it! And they're like, it's like five years old. Like, yeah, but not everyone's <laughs> watched it, so um, yeah, it, it, it's Darth Vader's Luke's father, all that stuff. Yeah, I think it's been a while, so it's okay. I did wear my special <laughs> Star Wars jacket for people at home that can't that aren't watching. It's a it's yeah. a sick jacket. Don't lie, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I I, I love it. Yeah, I think I think uh, was it is it Philippa that has kept, has been trying to to get that oh, jacket from you? That's my. It's not this jacket. It's my other jacket. She likes the. Um, oh, oh, you have a collection of jackets, right? I have okay. two like this. I got this one's my my Star Wars one. I got another one which is like the Magic Thirty One. Ah, uh, the, uh, yes. And she really likes that one. And um, mm. I, I so I worked uh, Pro Tour. No, I went to Magic 30 uh, in Vegas, the, the, the where Worlds was. And that's the first time they sold that jacket. So I went there because I won a tournament in the UK. And the prize was they'll fly you anywhere in the world to uh, play Magic. So like Axion now is like the big one in, in the UK. And I won that. So I went, right, I want to go to Magic 30. So they flew me there. And I didn't actually do much there besides help a new stream. <laughs> he was obviously streaming the events. And this is the first time I met him. I spoke to him a few times. But this is the first time I actually met him in real life. And instead of actually... I say enjoying Magic 30. I just helped him with his coverage, made sure he got drink like food and water because he's horrendous for, for drinking and eating while he's streaming because he's just a one man band. Um, mm. And then I did the, uh, the the beta draft. So you know he didn't want to do it. So I was like, "Give me your stuff. I'll stand here. I'll commentate. I'll do the the, the uh, beta draft." So stream that <laughs> live as well. On. Yeah. Um, but I the, the jacket. Then <laughs> this is a long story about jacket. Um, we. They sold it at Magic 30. I saw it on the Friday. I went, no, I'll pick it up on Sunday. Went on Sunday. Didn't have my size. I was devastated. I was looking at paying three, four times the amount of the jacket on the day a few hours after the event. Luckily, I decided against it. I then got invited back to to work on the Pro Tour uh, Philadelphia. We got access to the um, 
the merchandise store stand a day before everybody else and they had 12 jackets left from the last event before it was sold out and i was like do you have my size i had the only one left in my size and that's the end of my happy story so i was really happy i got that jacket i love that jacket it's it's really really cool that sounds like a very scarce uh hard to get jacket <laughs> so i'm glad you got it in your it's size beautiful. it is beautiful yeah um i want to go back to something you said go for it i, I feel like there's almost a I hate to make the comparison or not hate or love, but it, it, to me, it feels like you have a kind of Mr. Beast type of tendency to just want to give what you earn in terms of your income as a creator, yeah. because you, you mentioned that, you know, you're, you're, you have a day job, so you don't really need the money. You're kind of doing it for not purely financial reasons, but I want to dig into that. Where do you think this wanting to give, where does it come from? Um, it's a good question. I don't actually know. I'm a big underdog fan. I don't like that um, not everyone has the opportunities to have things or, you know, they can't do something because of money. I hate money holding people back. Um, and I'm not like saying like, oh, I need a house. I, I obviously clearly can't buy people houses. I'd love to, but I can't. Um, I, but if someone goes, oh, I need a new webcam. Like I, if, if I see people streaming and they don't have a second monitor, I, I literally have been, I've bought people second monitors. I was like, right. There's, I don't, uh, it depends on who it is. And sometimes, sometimes it's like, you don't need a brand new monitor to be your second screen, right? You can just go on Facebook market, pay eBay and just buy right. like a, a, well, you can't. It doesn't have to models. be top of the line. No, no, no. You just need one there to have chat on to, so you can see what people are doing while you're playing the game, you know, and something like that just improves your quality of your, your stream so much. Cause you can multiple multitask, right? Um, I'm quite fortunate cause obviously cause of my day job and, um, and what I do, my hobby, that I, I have all the, the equipment, right? They always say that uh, all the gear, no idea in the military. So, uh, and when I started, I had nothing. Like I, I just, I'm very good at goals, right? If I have a goal and I set it, and then when I achieve it, I kind of like that goal got, kind of gets pushed back. I need a new goal. I always have to be chasing something. I can't just be content. And I want to help as many people as I can. And that's something that can never be filled, right? I, I can never help everybody as much as I want to. Um, and on a much, much smaller scale than Mr. Beast, but I do give out like all the products I ever win. I, I, I give that away. Um, I've given money out. I used to do free pizza Fridays until I bought a house. <laughs> I used to every Friday, I'd be like, right, who can draw the best Snorlax? Who can tell me the best one liner? And then what I would do is I'd go to my FNM and I'd read out all the, the replies or the answers on Twitter. And I'd get my FNM to, to vote. So they don't know who it is. So it's not popular popularity contest online. Right, right. Because, right. you know, you could get like a big streamer comes on and goes, oh, and then they get a thousand likes. That's that's not, I'm not about that. I'm very biased down the line when it comes to it. So I'd read yeah. it out to everybody. They would vote, not knowing who it is. And then whoever wins, I'd buy them a pizza. I'd be like, right, okay, congrats, you've won. What's your local Domino's or something like that? And I'll just buy pizzas. Um, and that's not really helping anybody. It's a, it's a nice morale boost, right? Um, I've given, what well, I've given, I've given so much away. I've given Ragavans away. Okay, and collector boosters away, money away. I'm sure I'm missing loads of stuff that I've given away in the past. I reckon I, 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 my goal this year was to give away over 10 grand's worth of stuff. Um, but if you if you include the Ukraine charity stuff, we're well over that, well over that. But um, I don't that doesn't I don't include that in it. But like I like giving. I just I don't know. I like the joy in people's faces. I think when um when I help people, you know what I mean. Like if you can help someone, why wouldn't you? Was there something that happened in your childhood or as part of your past that made you want to do that? Like, for example, did you grow up wanting, lacking something and wishing that 
there could be more or i wish i had the sob story but i really don't honestly like i grew up in obviously my, my parents uh broke up when i was like you know around my teens so that that sucked but realistically like i've never been held back from doing anything my, my dad was so good to me any school trips i went on school trips anything i needed he would get me not like in a spoiled way when i go i want an xbox or a playstation but uh, and he'd turn up with it it was but I, I never i've never been deprived of it if that makes sense it almost makes me sound sound like a dick when i say that but no i've never had the opportunity well, to well let's just say uh, if, at the risk of putting words in your mouth like you, you had a fortunate you were fortunate to have yeah yeah so i was fortunate and then yeah. maybe that's me just trying to pay it forward you know what i mean like, i i was lucky enough to have it so they have it um the underdog things probably like i i was not a six foot two you know 15 stoneball marine my whole life when i was younger i was like long hair nail varnish um i was the skinny kid got bullied at school i'm dyslexic to boot which anyone that spends five minutes with me knows i'm dyslexic um like more in, in, in like a reading writing way like i can obviously read and write but like i struggle pronouncing names which is really funny on commentary if anyone ever watches me do commentary you'll notice that i always pass on the names to whoever i'm co-casting with i'll do the uh, intro the setup that's why the I, like, i'll do everything besides basically say someone's names and i'll pass it across to my co-cast and i'll be like so who are we going to see this round and what decks are they playing and let them rattle it off it's only ever backfired once uh and that happened to be on the biggest stage of them all on the arena championships when i was with cory because i said to cory look i'm really dyslexic so i struggle with names and uh cory um barmeister was like yeah i'm dyslexic as well i was like oh no oh. <laughs> i was like oh. so <laughs> I, a third party I, um, I tweeted out my like notes like I, I i always write notes when i'm doing things remotely like trying to pronounce people's names but i have to break it down how it sounds not how it's spelled and like, it, it's a really funny tweet if you if you don't know how dyslexia works Go look at that tweet and you'll just be like, how does your brain even function? Right. Um, it, it's pretty quick. But I mean, um, that makes it more remarkable now knowing about it, I think. Oh my God. As if, someone who if is, you could doesn't have it. Spend five minutes in my. I've probably got the piece of paper. Oh, I have it. I do actually have a piece of paper. So I don't know if you can see that. I don't know if it's going to focus or not. But like, that's my scribbles. Trying, oh, it's yeah. upside down. Trying to pronounce things. <laughs> it's like it's crazy it's like uh let's go for, so, so. so uh for Hiro hiroshi i've literally have to put hair dash road dash she like i, right. I can't it, it, it's it's like a phonetic guide it's, yeah it's something that like, you know, lots of people have lots of people struggle with and I, I i will never let things hold me back that's one thing but like and i think that comes from being a marine uh and being super stubborn like to be a marine i had to be really stubborn because someone told me i couldn't do it and i was like well fuck you and then <laughs> since then I just I, I I hate things holding people back. I really want everyone to be the best that they can be. I want the best people for the best jobs. I'm not a popularity contest person. I don't want like you know, if if you've got a big name and someone small, but the small name's going to put 100 percent effort into it, and they're going to be really professional and perform, or you're going to have this big name that's going to do the bare minimum, and they're just there to milk clout. I am 100 percent every time going to go on this side of the 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 the, the, the person that's going to work for, with me or for me. I'm I'm a big believer in teamwork. Basically, there's no I in team. You you sound like the kind of person that gives me the vibes that you are really bothered by some sort of, or maybe all forms of injustice, like uh, what, yes, whatever type I... of thing is happening. Like you're the kind of person where you know how there used to be these. I used to watch these videos on YouTube where you know somebody's trying to to mug somebody, uh, like really trying to mug somebody and it was captured on camera and then someone, some third party just like what, just uh, 
zooms in and tries to help and that person happens to know like bjj or whatever and then totally destroys the uh the thief or whatever but i i you I've to me it seems twice. like you're that person who's gonna always like just jump in there it, it doesn't matter if it's like not your problem or or no. there might be some physical danger you're just gonna jump in and oh, i, I have oh. I, I you're giving me those vibes i don't know if it's correct or not it's happened a few times um i actually so i stopped two robberies before um back back in in the day when i at, at my girlfriend uh, was working or a girlfriend at the time was working in a shop so i used to go in the shop and see her a lot and two times while i was in that shop seeing it the shop got robbed and i literally chased the robbers down and caught back all the all the stuff right uh one i shouldn't be laughing it's pretty dangerous well. in the moment i'm sure yeah. oh it was so i i, I remember one uh, I, I basically legged it out the store um ran after this guy but then there was a group of them outside and they kind of like tried to make a wall to stop me as the, their like friend ran past them, and I, it's really stupid thing. But I just ran through them, like I saw that they were trying to stop me, and I just went, "Excuse me," just knocked them clear out the way, ran, got this stuff back, go back, and then so basically that happened twice, and then I got banned from the store because I stopped two of the robberies. They went, "Assurance doesn't cover you, so you can't be in the store." So I was like, right. I just got banned from a shop for stopping two robberies. Um, yeah, you're a liability. <laughs> the last time we did it was in uh, Barcelona with um, Philippa. Uh, obviously, oh. you've just had her on a podcast. She's like my casting wife. I've got nothing but praise for that lady. Um, where we were, we just finished a show. England are playing in the uh, World Cup, the last World Cup, which it, I'm very patriotic, so I'm very, I very much want to follow the football. Um, I've got 10 minutes to get to the hotel to get the game. And as we're going across, some guys trying to like sell us salsa dancing lessons or something. And I was having none of it. And Philip is being Philippa, the super nicest person in the world. She talks to everybody. Um, but he's getting like quite close to her and stuff like that. But we didn't really notice it at the time. And then he came over to me and I kind of like went salsa dancing and wrapped his leg around my leg. And I was like, that's really weird. Why would he do that? And I checked my pocket and he pickpocketed me. He took my phone straight out of my pocket like that. And I was like, you've got my phone. Give me my phone back. Like, you know, I'm, I've got no time for this. Just give me my phone. I proper was like straight marine kind of give me my, give me my phone back. Give me my phone back. And then... Um, he was having none of it and then he got aggressive towards me which was the worst thing he could have possibly done because then i like you know said i'm gonna dump you on your head if you don't give <laughs> give me my phone back and when he realized his, his like you know scare tactics didn't work he like gave me my phone back and then like i said right you know some unflattery words towards him and sent him packing and then philippa realized that her bag's been opened and he's gone through her bag while he was next to her talking to him like literally professional pickpocket um, this is like in the thought, movies, like they just they just brush by you and then they got the thing. Next level, next level. His pickpocketing skills. He rolled he rolled a higher a high check for all my D and D fans out there. Um, he then she found out that her wallet was missing, and he, he's up the road at this point. So I'm like, oh, are you run up the road, you know, get him back. So I was like, where's the road? And then, luckily, her wallet wasn't missing. It was in another part of her bag that she um uh she managed to find it but i was like right stop scoring. and then we went back then we watched the football then we lost in the football so it was a pretty entertaining evening for me in the end of the day but um yeah that's entertaining i do do, do, do do a lot of um unintentionally i do do a lot of that like and i just don't i just don't like injustice i don't like bullying uh which i think stems from when i was younger and being bullied i hate bullies um and i always stand up for for the the little guy because i'm not a little guy anymore (laughs) i used to be but i'm not anymore so you, you, you briefly touched on it, but why did you join the Royal Marines? Is it, it, it can't be just because of a dare, right? That someone no. said you couldn't do it. This is actually quite a good story. At least I think it's a good story. Um, 
so growing up, I didn't know what I wanted to be, right? I'm literally, all through my life, I'm just, I got, I've gone wherever the flow's taken me. I've never really seeked anything out, but when I start something, I always want to finish it. Um, and I wanted to be a bodyguard. Of all things in the world that I could have been, I wanted to be a bodyguard because I wanted to protect people. And I thought the best way to do that would be to join the army. If I join the army, I will use guns and that'd be a good thing to be a bodyguard. So I said, right, I'm going to join the army. So I'm in the gym, uh, you know, on the treadmill or whatever. And this guy comes over to me and goes, oh, I heard you're joining the Marine, uh, the army. I went, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, I'm joining the Royal Marines. I went, what's the difference? And he went, well, the Marines are better. That was 19 years ago. The second he said that, I never looked back. I always was like, well, I'm going to do that then. I want to be that. And... I think that, you know, this is a good point. I should describe the difference between a Royal Marine Commando and any other armed forces in the world. And there's always going to be a bit biased. You know, I, I'm fully, we call it core pissed. I literally love my job and my career path and the, my, you know, sure. the, the UK, etc. But the, the best way I always describe it is our army do nine weeks basic training. Our, the Royal Marines do nine months basic training of the world's hardest. And that is like... Uh, a super high dropout rate. So I started with 65 people in my troop and day one. Out of that 65, 12 people finished it, and that's extremely high. Um, they, a Royal Marine Commander is a Green Beret for people in America, uh, people that know that is, like your Navy SEALs. Like that's the level of a Royal Marine Commando. Then we have one more level above us, which is like the SAS, SBS, and stuff. So we're like, seeing this as a super elite force. Um, we, 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 they send us anywhere in the world. There's only 6,000 in the world, Royal Marines. It's very hard to get into, very small number. Um, obviously, people fail for injuries, for fail things, for not being fitness. You know, lots of different reasons they do it, but it, that's the difference just so. Um, it's the, my, my biggest trigger is when people say, you're in, oh, you're in the army. I'm like, I know you don't know any different, but it, it, really, is, it really is different. Um, and I'm super proud of it. Like, it's, it's genuinely probably the best thing I've ever done in my life. It's set me up for my for everything in life to deal with things like I don't see problems, how other people see problems, um, which is probably good in some instances, not good in others. Like when people tell me they've got a problem, I'm like that's not a problem. You've got running water. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've, you've got fresh water you can drink. You've got you've just had a shower this morning. You know what I mean? Like no one's trying to kill you. Uh, it's It does let you put a good perspective on life. And I think that's helped me throughout my career. And I've always wanted to strive to be the best, um, which is what the Royal Marines are seen as. They are just the best in the British uh, military besides... SAS and SBS, but then uh, bear in mind there's only 6,000 Royal Marines. I think there's some crazy statistic like 65% of special forces are made up of Royal Marines. So you've got all the other factions in the, in the British military. Uh, you know, there's like 80 plus thousand army and navy and RAF, and 65% of a 6,000 organization take up 65% of special forces. It's, it's uh, you have to check me on that percentage, but I'm pretty sure it's something crazy like numbers like that. And, uh, it, you don't do it for the money like marines we you know we're not paid any better than anybody else so to speak it's just you want that satisfaction you what we take kind of take every friend group's got an alpha male right everyone's always got like the alpha of the of their friend group we recruit those alpha males that's the ones that come turn up they want a training and then we only take the top like you know the top 10 percent of them get to actually join the royal marines and um it gives you that warm and fuzzy when you go to war and all these other places. That guy next to me has done exactly what I've done. I know this guy that's five foot six, so only like 10 stone, can carry me, and I'm six foot two. Right. With, you know, because he's done it. We have to do it. You know, anything I can do on that battlefield, he can do, and vice versa. And we know we can. And that that's something that's very unique in, in, in the military. Um, 
up until recently, women couldn't even join the, the Royal Marines. Um, none that actually managed to pass training yet, but uh, you know, it, it's always been very hard to get into male or female. Right. Right. So were you already in peak physical tip top shape before joining? I was in a lot better shape than I was now. Um, yes. So I've always done, so I started, I was obviously I was bullied as a kid, as I said, and then I went to secondary school, which is what I think you guys call high school. Um, I started doing martial arts and that's where I started like, you know, actually being able to defend myself. And, uh, I started going to the gym and being fit and stuff. I didn't actually drink until I, until I was uh, 21. So I, I finished Marine training. Bear in mind in the UK, you probably, if you wanted to, you could drink from like 12 illegally and then you can drink from 18 onwards, et cetera. But I, I never chose to, I was proper dedicated to being fit, healthy, uh, you know, the best I could be basically. Um, so I started doing it that way and yeah, I, I was, I was quite fit. And then I got super fit before joining. And then when you pass out of Royal Marine training, you actually got the same fitness level as an Olympic athlete. Like, it is crazy. There's four tests at the end of Royal Marine training. People that are not into the military are going to hate me talking about this so much. But there's four tests at the end of it. So you do nine months of training. It's all gradual. There's all different fitness tests all the way through and military tests and yada, yada, yada. But the last four, these are the four that Marines are known for. They're called the commando tests. The first one is a nine mile speed march. You got to do nine miles in full kit, boots, etc. Uh, and you've got an hour and a half. So it's like 10 minute miles. It's not too bad. It's uh, just a lot on the shins because there's a lot of weight going through those boots. Sure. The second one is a um, an endurance course. So you have to do, uh, again, full kit with weapon. You've got to do three miles of underwater bogs and tunnels and, uh, you know, bogs, etc. mud pits. And then you've got to do six miles, I don't know, four miles back to the camp run. And you've got 72 minutes to do that in. And then at the end of it all, you've had to keep your rifle clean. Bear in mind, you've been going through bogs and blah, 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 blah. And you then got to get eight shots on target out of 10. You, the third one is a, called a Tarzan assault course. It's an assault course 30 foot above the ground. So it's like all ropes, swings, nets and stuff. And you do that and it ends with a 30 foot uh, climb up a wall. That's, you've got 13 minutes to do that. That's just a hangout. Um, by the way, if I use any military words that you don't understand, please let me know because I do talk very marine. Like hangout is like sure. um, exhausted. Like you're very exhausted by while you're doing it. But it's only 13 minutes. So you just grit and bear it. Um, and the last one is you do 30 miles across Dartmoor in full kit plus so you know you've got a day sec and stuff 30 uh, miles 30 miles after all that hours. yeah yeah you, you've got to do, complete all these within a week so you do the first three have a day off then you do the 30 miler and then you've got two days uh you know kind of recovery um and dartmoor for anyone who doesn't know people in the uk are definitely gonna know what dartmoor is but people around the world it is a open greenland area with lots of tours so lots of like hills with rocks and stuff everywhere the low ground's all boggy it's always wet, even in the hottest day of the year for like months on end, everything's dry. Dartmoor's always wet, always, always wet. Um, it's just really rough terrain to move across at speed with, with kit and equipment. And you've got to do 30 miles in eight hours and you've got to complete all them in the last week of training. If you complete them, you then get your green beret at the end of it that gets presented to you. Then you just do uh, a week of, you know, marching smartly for when your parents come and see you pass out. Do you have any theories on the, um, the mental fortitude needed to pass these things because I feel like it's got to be at least half of it's got to be mental, if not more. It's how, it's actually... how, like, how, how, how does, how do people, do you think it's just, obviously you passed all that. You are mm -hmm. a, you are a Royal Marine commando, but do you have a theory on like how, why some people can do it and some people cannot, despite being physically in tip top shape or whatnot, right? 
Um, so I've always said, some, if you're physically fit, uh, if you're a good level of fitness, you could pass the tests, right? You know, a little bit of training, you can pass the tests. It's the mental side. And I've actually, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in part of a study at the minute um, about this uh, going through Exeter University. They're looking into, can you change someone's mental like grit? Like, you know, like mm -hmm. some people, um, for another word term, can, can be softer than others. Some people are, are, are more mentally strong than others. And I asked the question, do we make people mentally stronger when they join marine training? Or does it just, we weed out the ones that are not mentally strong? Like we, we yeah. you did, they yeah. break it's kind of like nature or nurture, right? Did, yeah. did you always have it? And um, from what the, the, the people at the university were saying is, is, is no, you're born with it. Basically, trauma and things like that at a younger age can obviously uh, impact this. If you're, you know, if you go through something horrendous and come out the other end, okay, then yeah, it, you know, it, it strengthens you. And I, I think marine training strengthened me as well. But like, I also think being bullied at school strengthened me mentally, right? Um, being dyslexic and always, always struggling through my school years, like that, that just always getting through and fighting and fighting and fighting. I think that helped me. But yeah, I think you've got to be uh pretty mentally tough the actual saying now it's changed a few times since uh, i've been in the marines but now it's um it's a state of mind is the slogan for for recruits it's a state of mind, mind. when i joined it was 99.1 no 99.9 percent .9 need not apply and that to me was like well you know that's like a challenge to me i'm like well i want to be yeah. that that no point that's harsh but accurate right yeah yes. it, it, it is it, it, and that literally that's what drove me to to do this um when we we're going through it, and I love that saying, I'm, I'm up. They actually had to change it because not enough people were applying. <laughs> so too many people thought it was hard. So they're like, "Oh, we've got to change it to a to a state of mind," which again is equally as good. I think we're all mentally strong, uh, mentally tough. Um, and bear in mind, we've my era of being in the military. We've we've gone to war. We've seen the bad things. We've done the bad things, um, and we, a lot of us have come out the other side. And I don't like PTSD is a big thing, right? and you can't diagnose it. And I know a lot of people that have it. I don't know too many Royal Marines that have it. I know a few, not saying that's a thing, but, but they, um, they send the Royal Marines to go do the worst possible thing in the worst possible places to the worst possible people in the world. And then we've got to come back into society and be normal. Um, mm -hmm. So people, <laughs> Marines were known for getting naked a lot. Um, like it's just what we do. We just get naked. That's kind of <laughs> how it's, embedded in us to deal with these things um sure. there's, there's, there's a lot of photos of me naked around the world and not even on only fans i should start on only fans with the amount of new making naked photos of me that pe other people have taken um but like that's just how we deal with things that's how we let off steam right and uh it, it's seen as a bad thing they're like oh my god why are you but, uh, but i don't know what the alternative is uh mm -hmm. for my ear like you asked me to go to war do all these things see all this stuff and you want me to come back and just be happy daisy I don't know. And I mean, that's why I'm not sympathetic to some things when people moan at me about things. I'm like, just man, like, you know, I mean, get, get over it. That's not, that's not a hard thing. Yeah. You, or uh, I'm a very good problem solver as well. But I think that comes with being dyslexic. I'm very good at problems and uh, like mathematical mm -hmm. equations. I love like, not like I solve puzzles, but I suppose I do try to fix people's problems. Maybe that's, maybe that's sure. the stem root of why I give things away. Oh, that's your problem. You don't have a second monitor. Cool. Problem solving monitor. solution. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, yeah, I'm learning so much about myself. <laughs> well you know we're just chatting i mean i'm not i'm not no. any kind of professional well, i don't play one on the internet i do so. think it's interesting that i and i've only had this brought up recently to myself that i don't i can't deal with silence it's like the worst possible thing for me like at night i have to have a stream on 
or some sort of background music. Uh, I can't just sit in a quiet room by myself. I'll have a bit of music on or do something mm -hmm. like I, I can't. If it's dead silence, I start thinking, which isn't a bad thing. But I'm always like, oh, okay, like you know, for this, I was like, right, okay, I wonder what we're going to talk about. Okay, if we talk about that, I could talk about that. Okay, oh, right. the stream, right? We need to do that. We need to fix that. We need to do that. Okay, this is how we can improve it. How can I get around that problem? Um, there's, there's so much that I've, I've got going on project-wise. I'm always starting new projects and stopping them for right. whatever reasons or following through. Or, but I, I, my mind's always constantly working. Always, I never shut off, which is kind of annoying at times. But yeah. it's good, but it's bad. I'm very different. I'm like the Depeche Mode song, you know, enjoy the silence, right? So oh, I, I like I, I like solitude. Uh, you know, when I talk after I talk to you today, I'll be like, yes, this is all the talking I need to do for the rest of the day. I can just sit in silence and read for the for the rest of the weekend and uh, you know recharge, right? Um, I'm literally strict doing eight rounds of coverage after this. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm literally that, yes. that composite. Yes. Yes, you got to keep yourself. There, there's there's a bet there's there's a good there's a good thing to keeping oneself busy, but but uh, but I I also feel like you have a just a a large reservoir of energy. I think I think that that helps. It does. I, I guess it does. Like don't worry, I, there's days that I'm just like I've got nothing to do today. I'm gonna just chill out in bed watching, you know, Star Wars films or you know just there there are days, and I always think to myself like if I spent those days doing more. I could get, you know, I, I'd be, I'd, I don't know, I'd probably have a successful YouTube channel. That's my, my biggest thing that I haven't done is YouTube. I, I used to do it, but I used to do the, you know, do a stream, or after stream, edit. In fact, this, this is quite a good grind thing. So I know you've had a lot of streamers on here, and they spoke about the grind and how to do it. Um, mm -hmm. My grind used to be, so I used to stream for like four to five hours, do like two or three leagues on Modo. Then I would edit that stream directly after. Only just like, you know, intro, chop out the, the downtime bits, looking for matches, etc. Put in a few funny bits if, it, if anything came up and then put an outro. Then I'll go to bed. But while I'm in bed, it's rendering all night. Then in the morning, when I get up in the morning, I'll then upload it to YouTube. I'll then go to the gym. Then I'll go to work. And then over my lunch at work, I would pit, do the thumbnails. I'll do all the tags for it. I'll do all the, the, uh, the, 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 the I can't remember what it's called, like the, the points where you can click to the, each game in, quicker for the, the timestamps all that time kind of thing yeah. um i'll put the timestamps in etc um and then i'll go, finish my day at work come home upload uh click live on the video and then do it all again that was literally my 24-hour period for so long and that's good that you got it you had quite a system down well I'm, I'm very good if i'm in a routine if i'm not in a routine i'm terrible i'm literally i have to be in routines of things maybe that's a military thing but if not, I'll just become the laziest person in the world. Like I'll just like nah, 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 you know, sit there vegetating, um, and it it was it was a lot. And I I always just said like no one's working harder than me, blah blah. But then I always got to that that stump that people get into, and like well, why why is are things not growing how you want them to grow? And that's when Nikachu came in. We sat down because I've always been a big Mr. Beast fan, like you said earlier. Um, I I think his content's well, it is. There's there's no one next to him. Right, he is the peak of content on YouTube. But mean, uh, there's also I, no one that works harder than him, based on what I know. He's got he, at the start, yeah. He's a, he's a, he was right time, right place, right work ethic, does everything perfectly. It's really weird to me now that he's like curing blindness and people are still giving him shit. Whatever, um, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean. But we we sat down and worked out why why is Mister B so successful? Like, I'm sure there's loads of YouTube videos that will probably be able to explain it as well. But the the end of the day is it's bingeable content. You could watch any Mr. Beast video today, five years ago, or in five years' time, and it will still be entertaining. If you, if I sent you a link to, I'll go watch my 5.0 with an Oco deck, 
you don't care. That, it that gets dated quickly. It's literally or you don't care about the format or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, such a limited shelf life. So I'm pitting on these like modern videos that have uh, at best with the the climate that we're in with all the st- with streaming and everything, maybe two weeks that get that that game, get gameplays relevant mm-hmm. for until the meta changes again. So as much as some people do really successful with it, but I don't think it's. I think they could be more successful if they actually put time and effort more time and effort should i say into better creation of videos and this is what you see with nikachu so instead of you know this is my 5-0 league or this is my league playing x deck to get clickbait sort of uh things in there you're either brewing new decks that no one's seen as in like what expiring spikes doing he, he's like the the brewer of our generation right the best and One just of the best. absolutely popping off but things like top five misplays of all time you could watch that now be entertaining you could watch it in 10 years time be entertaining watch it five years ago entertaining that's right. always going to have a shelf life and all people are always going to be able to click on it and watch it and that's how if you look at nikachu's um i don't want to steer his funnel because i imagine you'll get money at some point but that's how he's changed his, his um uh his, his, his approach channel yeah you know what i mean he's got mm-hmm. he's got videos with millions of views millions of views for, for an mtg channel craziness right and that's all right. just from from breaking down the analytics looking and learning from that um, which I don't think enough enough content creators do. I think it's very easy just to take your stream and upload it. Like, you know, it, and it is easy, let's be honest. It, it really is. If you think any sort of hard work goes into that, it doesn't. AI bots can do it now for people. Um, yeah. But I'm not saying it's, it's not a way to success, if that's what they're in. If, it's, if they're, people are happy with that and it gets their name out there, then it's doing what they achieved. But mm-hmm. to give good quality content, that I think is the way forward to have sustainable content, but then that's very hard to, there's only so many top five videos you can do. There's only so many like punts and, you know, top five car one drops of all time, things that people can click on and watch. What's not out there, which I really want to do, that is part of my goal this year. It's the only goal I haven't achieved this year actually is my YouTube, um, mainly because I haven't put a YouTube video out either, haven't started it, but I want to do mr beast type videos i've said it for I've, I've done sprack videos here and there but not consistent ones and now i get to travel a lot with my job and my you know my casting stuff i think it's going to enable me to be able to do the content i want where mm-hmm. we've got commander fest coming up in london i'm going to take uh, a load of ghost chilies and i'm going to see what's the minimum amount i can give somebody uh in in product to eat a ghost chili mm-hmm. Quite, and they'll be like, you know, the title, they always say, look, think of your, your thumbnail before you make the video. So it'll be a ghost chili equals, and then it'll be like a booster, collector's booster, uh, an EDH deck, a box, you know, mm-hmm. a case, whatever it's going to be. Like, because I have lots of products, you probably see loads of, I don't even play Pokemon <laughs> and I've got loads of Pokemon in the background for people not watching. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 just things I win at FNM or win at prizes when I go to events, etc. Because um, I play Magic for, for the joy of the game. Um, I don't, try and get some sort of financial benefit from it i'm not a you know oh it's good uh value to go to that event because you know if you're top 64 you get your money back i'm not about getting my money back i paid because it's i'm in a very lucky position that i can play magic as a hobby right like uh it's not my job um i get to turn up i get to meet people i get to play enjoy the game doesn't mean i don't tilt which really drives me crazy when I I don't tilt into in, like one on one in people's faces. I think that's extremely rude. Um, but I always, you know, what I was saying about problems. It's not a problem that I just lost a card game to somebody, but it's still you still get that anger. You're like, God damn it! You still Why have that emotional you? reaction. I, sure. I more get the I, I more have that when I mess up though. Then if my parent beats me because they drew this place. Yeah. Yes. If I mess up, that's where I'll, I'll be really hard on myself. I think. Um, and it happens. You know, what I mean, I'm not Reduke. Really 
I'm if I was, I would be with Duke. It's that simple. I'd be you know winning Pro Tours and being the the absolute. Well, it doesn't matter. You could be him and you could still make misplays. I, I think that's the that's the 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 good and bad of Magic is that it always the game always allows you to just recognize that you're misplaying. Like mm -hmm. at least at least we have the awareness that something happened because the game almost like demands perfection and we can never give perfection. And so you oh, just you have tell to make Twitch peace that. with that. <laughs> you tell Twitch chat that. Oh. <laughs> That, that yeah, you have to play perfectly while chatting and noticing a hundred different things. And you got the uh, actually commenters on YouTube and, and chat, and it's, it's, it's hilarious. Um, but I want to go back to something you said, which Perfect. is, I didn't talk to Nikachu, but I did talk to Harry MTG, who mm -hmm. is a full-time Magic YouTuber. And quite honestly, I think one of the best at the game. And something he said... It's touching on what you said. It's kind of slightly different, but you know, I think the insight that I got from him was that he's trying to make magic videos that appeal to a hundred percent of magic players. So it's never going to be like a five zero with a modern league because if you don't care about modern, you're not clicking on the video. It's never going to be here's a draft thing because if someone doesn't draft, they're not going to click on the video. Rather, he tries to put something in the description and thumbnail and the narrative that will just have some appeal which is more like what you're saying with Nikachu, which is like top five, or uh, I'm trying this thing that no one's tried before. Like there's a natural curiosity yeah. spark that he's trying to ignite with the viewers. And, I, and that's why he has been able to do what he does. So, and, and also he happens to be, um, as, I, as I call it, like he's a YouTuber. He's an actual YouTuber that just happens to, play, to make magic content. It's yeah, not he's like he's a magic player that does YouTube. It's the he's other grown way. a lot recently in um, in content creation in YouTube. Right, like he's found his market. He found he's found what he's good at. He's um, you know he's hung around with some of the best people to to learn from. And his editing, you can tell now. It and is, he studied it crazy. just like you you said. You know you did. You've with got to Nikachu study it. or Nikachu. Yeah, he's studying the craft, deconstructing it like the whole nine yards. I think so. isn't it something like you got to put like ten thousand hours into something to become an expert in it. I think it's mm -hmm. that's some sort of weird saying or something that's, else. That's that's the that's Probably the that's the saying, right? It's yeah, but it's it, who knows, right? But it, it could always be different for different things. But yeah. I, I think there's a kind of intentionality and in study that I can sense that just you know talking to Nikachu myself and talk to, and you talking about Nikachu, like he's pretty much the same. Like he's a student. Oh, he's like he's always trying to learn. Nothing yeah. but praise for the guy. Like he he's always so helpful. Like me and him hang out. Like when I was in Vegas, and I got to meet him for the first time after years of speaking to him. Like we just we just had an absolute ball. He's 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 no different to what he comes across in videos. Like he is just a a, a crazy man that loves merfolk. Um, <laughs> yes. And luckily, he did he did really well actually in Vegas. He managed to to win his modern stuff and go to the beta draft. And um, mm. he got some nice money there as well. But yeah, he's I got I got nothing but good time for him. Um, mm. but then there's a load of people that helped me through the way. Just in, in general, in my, like, I say magic career. I don't really have a career in magic, but my magic career. Um, uh, don't be modest. You do have a magic career. I, I, I don't, it's a hobby. That's why I say the magic is a hobby, right? I could stop magic tomorrow and my life would be fine. I'd probably not right. be, you know, you know uh, as uh, people wouldn't message me or talk to me at random events, but um, I, and that's kind of the an advantage I have, I think. As in, I'm not relying on clicks. I'm not relying on views. I'm not relying on, on gigs to do. Mm -hmm. I do it all for the love of this game. Genuinely give it all for the love of this game. I, I, mm -hmm. I love meeting people. I love seeing 
the competitive side of it. I'm not. I don't play EDH. Like that's that's one thing I'm I'm not into. Um, Me neither. I, so I like uh, we're in the no format. EDH club. So we're good. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, I own four EDH. I've got like over behind me somewhere. There's like the four forty k. I mean, I, I played EDH, but I, I I prefer the sixty card. Or yeah, the yeah. I, I want to. I I think it's just the the, the driving me. I want to beat my opponent. You know what I mean? I want to win. I, I love winning. That is um, mm. uh, the, the joy. And I always say this about casting because obviously I got into that recently. Is uh, playing and winning is better than casting. Playing and losing, casting's better. Like, you know, if I'm playing and I'm winning, sick. I want to keep doing this. But if I'm uh, ca- if I casting, it's better than when when I'm losing. And I, and we, we've, I'm sure we're gonna go. Uh, this might be a good point to go into the casting gig. Is I never know when my next job's gonna be being a caster. Right, it could stop today, and I'll never get a chance to ever do it again. And as much as that would suck for me, because I have goals in it, that I can always go back to being a magic player. And bear in mind, right now, there's never been a better time to qualify for the Pro Tour, which I love seeing people qualify for Pro Tours. I love seeing my friends and commentating on their stuff. I love that side of it. Uh, but there is a little bit of me that's like, damn, man, you should be playing. You've got like this is the best chance at the minute, especially in Europe, to get to the Pro Tour, to get to Worlds. Like this, it's never been easier because of COVID. Like because we've now we've got this reboot. Um, it, there's a lot more opportunities until they fill the Pro Tour to what the numbers that they they want. Well, what is your casting story? How did you get your feet into the pool, so to speak? Uh, I never seeked it. Let's put it that way. I um, so people don't know. I do uh, a lot of casting for the Legacy European Tour, which is the person, the the, the, the um, event organizers for all the all of Europe, and they put the RCs on for Europe and um, LECs. Uh, basically, big. They're like big people two-day pptqs basically but they have a lot of money thrown at them flights invites etc etc um they did the first one back since covid that was the first like big paper event in europe and they they uh streamed it so i watched the stream and being nice it wasn't good um there was a lot that needed it, it looked very amateurish let's put it that way okay it looked like people didn't know what they were doing um, no disrespect to the casters or anything like that. I, I think that they, the first language wasn't English. So it was, it was quite hard watching for uh, being an Englishman. I just speak no other languages. And I just sent them an email and was like, look, the stream I think was good, but I think you could do it better. I think you need like bigger dice, play mats, camera angle, like really simple things. As, a, as an observer, this is things that I would uh, watch because I've obviously I've done a lot of viewing of Pro Tours in my time, especially in more recent years. Uh, so I feel I think I've got a good understanding of what visually you want to be looking at as a viewer at, at, at looking at content. Um, and I just sent that email. I didn't think anything would ever come of it. I just thought, you know, I'd give my two pence. No one asked for it. And then they replied saying, well, do you want to come and be a caster at the next event? And I was like, that's not, that's not what I said, but I, I never say no, um, which is maybe why I've got to where I've got is I literally never say no to anybody. Um, I said, yeah, sure. So we turned up, and this was me, Harry, and Philippa at the time. We turned up in Copenhagen. Um, I was a bit nervous about it, and I don't really get nervous. Bear in mind, when people start shooting at you in other countries, like nervous for a card game is not really a thing. But I was a bit like nervous about it, so I I reached out. This to is a few still people. the unknown for you. Sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, very unknown. I I never planned to ever do this in my life, um, but I, it was a I thought it was a cool opportunity, so I thought I'd give it a go. 
so I was reaching out to to different people. I know, like, I'm, I'm good friends with Ed, Eduardo. Uh, I can never pronounce his name. I'm obviously not that good of friends with him, but Eduardo Swasquid, Swasquid, Canadian. He lives in Canada. Like, like, I, yeah. I, I know whom you mean. Yes, he, he's got like 16 nationalities or something crazy. But like me and him, grew, uh, in my very early days when I was just getting into Magic, and I was like falling in love with the game when I was playing like Mono Red Devotion, like not even a deck. You know what I mean? Like I brewed my own deck sort of thing. But he was like obviously at the time a, a full on grinder, GP winner. Pro Tour Top 8, uh, I used to travel with him quite a lot because we when he lived in England, we lived near quite close. So I would always do the driving and he'd do the winning. Make it that way, everyone. Uh, but I know he did commentary before for Wizards. So I said, look, well, do you mind helping me? Um, like, can you teach me a little bit about commentary? I think obviously I can talk about games. That's easy, but I don't know the rules. I don't know what you should and shouldn't do, etc. And he really helped me straight off the bat. Um, you know, the difference between play-by-play and expert. No, I had no idea of it. But now I watch content, I'm like, oh my God, it's so obvious. That's what it is. But people watching now still don't understand that. Um, quickly for people who don't know, play-by-play play is like the um, the host almost. Like you, your job is to let everybody at home know what's going on. Like they could not be looking at the screen and still know what is going on because you're describing the cards that are being played. You're doing the intros, what are people playing for, deck lists, tournament structure, everything like that. That's your job to try and get across to everybody at home. You'll do 60% of the talking. Also, your job is to set up the expert, which is normally you, what you work in pairs. And your expert, their job is to give their expert opinion. Normally, in like in the legacy one of events, it's kind of like a Hall of Famer. Um, the, the Hall of Famers or, or Pro Tour winners, etc. they're going to have a good uh, understanding of the format. So, yes, I might know the answer to the question I'm about to ask them, but people at home might not know. So I might go, well, why have they left two blue mana open when they could be playing a Ragavan? You know what I mean? Be, oh, that's because they've got access to counter magic and they could be using that counter magic against, you know, potentially a Fable coming down on turn three. They, you know, that's where I'll set them up to give their expert opinion and they'll talk. So in some instances, it's the easiest part, being an expert. Um but on the flip side of it, obviously, if you, if you mess up, you know, you, your whole credibility yeah, is kind got, of collapsed. You've got to have so the answer. There is a lot of responsibility yeah. that falls on it. I, I started doing the expert role. That's how, um, at least I thought I was going to start doing the expert role and very quickly moved across to the host role. Um, I've never had a problem talking in front of people, in front of large crowds. I have to give seminars and stuff like that in my day job. Obviously, I have to talk to literally groups of alpha males. I'm in charge of groups of alpha males, et cetera, et cetera. So I've got no problem talking in front of people. My confidence has always been at an all-time high because of the Marines. This is why I think the Marines has uh, genuinely helped me throughout my whole life. Um, so, yeah, anyway, we rock up. Um, <laughs> it's the team that put on the stream, as in the computers, the cameras, et cetera, are Italian and don't speak English, and don't play Magic. We three turn up. Okay, they, they, they've done little bits of commentary, but nothing at like this sort of level. I've done nothing, and they just put us all in our room and went, go. And we're like, okay. Like, there's no, there was no direction, no nothing like that. So we kind of had to, like, work it out ourselves. And then that's where the, the military, you know, person in me came out. And I was like, wait, well, someone has to take charge of it. Let's take charge. Right, we're going to do two, right. two, two. You know, I sorted out the voter. What we talk about, some structure, introduce and it. Yeah. That kind of voted well for me i think that they saw that i went well beyond what i should have been doing and i always have anyone that's ever worked sees me at these events will see me running around like a headless chicken sorting meta games out slides this that and the other camera angles glare all these things that as a cast it's not your job that, that's not my job but i've watched so much coverage i know what i need what needs to be done and look good um it went well so they invited me back and they invite me back and again and again and i've done every show besides the one that's happening right now <laughs> this weekend um because they, they they basically they realized that they've never done a show without me if i 
you know, fall ill, get deployed, something they need to do a show without me to see how it will run. So they got some sort of comparison. So that's currently uh, happening while we're recording this 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 uh, cast. And then luckily, I'm uh, you know also Mana Traders needed someone, so I was like, well, I don't mind doing uh, doing that as well. So I, it, it all works out. Plus, I like to broaden my horizon, not just work for the the one company. And now I've managed to do it a lot. So I suppose the answer to your question is that's how I got into it. But in in a space of eight months, I've gone from never thinking of ever being a caster to casting a Wizards event uh, with Arena Championships too. In in my head, that like, that's that's I'm quite proud of that. Even though Harina Championship two went horrendous for me, um, I'm I'm still really proud that I managed to go from A to B, and I, I get now get invited to work on Pro Tours. Um, not quite at the casting level, but like I always see it as the first one. I don't ever think, and I, I don't even think I would take it if they even if they said, "Look, we want you to be the caster at the next Pro Tour." I, I haven't earned it. You know me. I'm a big believer in you have to earn things, and as I said right at the start, I think best person for the best job. And I like not being the best person for that job. I want that job. I want to cast Pro Tours, but I don't think I'm the best for it yet. So that mean, get, gives me a goal to, to strive towards. It means I can do that, all these. That's the goal is to cast the Pro Tour? Is that, is that that's, that's the end goal. Like, so my goals in life were to be a Royal Marine, became a Royal Marine. Uh, to get promoted in the Royal Marines, got promoted in the Royal Marines. Um, to get on the Pro Tour, got on the Pro Tour. To become a streamer, uh, became a streamer. To then get Twitch Partner, became Twitch Partner. Um, and then I was kind of in a little bit of no man's land for a little bit until this casting thing came up. Um, then there was cast. I was like, cool, I'll, I'll try and be the best caster I can be. So then all these opportunities coming, obviously I'm, I guess I'm doing something right. Um, I was offered other opportunities to cast and then now I'm able to go work on the pro tour, see all the behind the scenes, learn from literally the best like Corey and Marshall and uh paul like they're, they're all so good like literally i fanboyed so hard at the pro tour that i worked at i just had photos of everybody and i was in awe because i've watched these people growing up uh into my magic sort of career um but my, my my goal my end goal is to cast at pro tour that is it i say 10 years 10 years time i think that's a reasonable achieve, uh, goal to, to try and hit in that time also there's however many casters there are in the world let alone how many people want to be casters future casters and there's only what like seven jobs on the pro tour to cast and right now they're all insane they're all amazing they're all great at their jobs great at their roles and the only way a job will probably come available is if one of them some of them does something wrong uh like i mean like proper wrong. We've seen lots of cancelization sure. in, in this culture uh, which i don't think will happen um retire some of them might not want to do it anymore because you know it's not too bad now with just four events a year with the with the PT, but back in the day when it was like GP, 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 Pro Tour, GP, GP. That grind, I imagine, was quite hard on casters. Um, so I, 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 my goal is four years. Uh, wrong, it's 10 years. 10 years I want to be casting a Pro Tour. That's... If what I do you think you have to do exactly to, to achieve that level? Is it putting in 10,000 hours? Is it being intentional with specific things or what? The, I, I, if I had that, I would tell you. Um, I don't know. There is no set path to becoming uh, a caster on the Pro Tour, I believe. I think it's just, and this is my opinion, and no one's ever given me any inside information or anything like that, but I'm just going to keep doing what I do. I'm trying to try get better what I do. I'm going to try and get as many casting jobs as I possibly can so every single time I can learn something from that last casting job. So I'm always trying to improve. Right? Everyone's always improving everything they do. Every game of Magic you play, you're going to try and get better. You're not going to make the same mistake again if you made it, etc. Same with casting. 
um, every casting job I ever do, I always go back and watch it all. Not to be you know, like a vanity thing, like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so amazing. Oh my God. But, you know, I am trying to learn what I did wrong. Um, for legacy stuff, I do a lot of the production side of things, even though I'm not employed to do that, but I do. So I'll look at things like the amount of downtime, the play mat angles, you know what I mean? Like real small things that people just take for granted. Like I'll, I'll analyze everything and I'm like, right, that's what needs to improve. Uh, some things are in my power to improve, as in me personally, how I, I commentate. Other things on on like certain tours, I can't. I just pit him. This is what I think should get uh, requested. This is how I would improve it. That's the solution. And if they choose to do it or not, that's up to them. I don't have power of certain things, but I'm always trying to improve. And I think if I keep going, keep doing what I'm doing, I hope one day I'll get a knock or an email going, yeah, Will, uh, thingy's dropped out or not doing it or you've been selected to do the PT. Um, so yeah, that that's how I'm choosing to go about trying to get on the Pro Tour is doing what I do more and better. Um, and I've, I've, you know, I've managed to line up a few, a few new, more jobs. I'm going to Italy next weekend to do the, the biggest legacy tournaments. When I say legacy European Tour and legacy four seasons, the legacy European Tour is the company that pits on events for Pioneer, Standard and Modern. That's the RC one. Next weekend, it's um, actual legacy format. It's a really awkward when you talk about it when the company's called Legacy that one pits magic yeah. events on that doesn't pit legacy tournaments on. Um, but they did they were called Legacy before the format was invented, so they, they you know they decided not to change. But here we are. Yeah, when it was uh, one point five or the previous name. Yeah. Well, I, I just say they should always like they should name the events uh, European Masters or European Championships sponsored by right, Legacy. Right, right. So there's but, no like, there's no know. ambiguity about what it what it is. It's an uphill battle. It's always an uphill battle. <laughs> if it was a downhill battle, it would be too easy. So, you know, I, I, I love a struggle. Let's put it that way. But that, that's how I'm going to battle. I just want to be the best I can so I potentially will then get chosen. And that's the same with anything. If someone's better than me, I've got no problem with them taking my job or doing what I do. Genuinely, I'm about the company. I'm about the production. I'm about the end product. I'm not in this to gain clout. I'm not in this to get, like, followers and free shit. I don't care about any of that. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. It, it, it's it's really cool when you get recognized for your work. But I am the biggest team player ever. And I think that comes from being, again, in the Marines. Because, you know, you can't fight a war by yourself. My camera's doing Do that. Do you consider yourself a... No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you consider yourself a perfectionist? In things that I think I'm good at, yes. Um, When it comes to, like, spelling, no. And I've got no time for it. I like I know I suck at spelling. I'm but when one. it comes to production yeah. of the So a new and me have got so much in common. Um when it comes to production sort of side of things. Like we talk a lot um about different things to do with production, how to we how we do things, how we go about things, what are good ideas, what are bad ideas. Um if we listen to each other, it's probably about fifty percent of the time. But like, you know, if it, if you don't have something you're made aware to you, you you know you get so focused in on what you're doing you don't get to see the bigger picture that you but you do need someone to step away and and look at it and uh like again such a top guy everyone plays magic or watches coverage knows who he is knows what he does um i kind of try and i do it on a less scale in the in the in europe i don't own a thousand cameras i don't travel to do this or things i go for, with companies and try and help the companies up their production value um and everyone's people are like, oh, but you get paid for this. I, mean, I, I, I've done shows for free because I just want to help. I want to be there. I'm, I don't like money in that aspect. I hate the idea when someone goes, oh, I need to pay. I'm like, oh, it's so awkward. Like, 
here's my bank details or here's this over a lot of times i like to like just give it to charity I, I don't want it i don't need it i'm just going to do something done with it and that's that hand in hand lets me do buy boxes of products and go eat a ghost chili and i'll give you a box of boosters you know what i mean it's um i bought people decks before like people have had decks stolen i see on twitter oh my deck got stolen at my local lgs i just message someone that knows them what deck do they have buy the whole deck send it to them i don't make tweets about it i don't make videos about it i just do it i've done it for modo accounts that have been stolen bought people their full modo accounts back like oh my ex deck got stolen on modo cool have have your account your uh, deck back on modo um yeah i probably could make get more clout and things from doing this sort of stuff but I, it's it's but not that's not I'm who about. you are no. I, I feel like there's something that you have that's quite nice that both you and Anu or Anurag Das uh, have in common, which is that number one, you're perfectionist at your craft in the production space because Anu is, will tell me like he's beating himself up because there's glare on the cards for some event. And he's just obsessing over how to fix it for the next one. He's always his own harshest critic. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a little bit of um, similarity there with with you and him you guys are obviously different in persuasion and mannerisms and personality but there's that 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 self-critical yeah. aspect you, and you then the other thing too yeah the other thing is is just i feel like both of you are 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 not about really not about the clout like i feel like when anurag is tweeting something it's really just to 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 get eyeballs to the stream when he does giveaways he doesn't he doesn't need to tell a million people I'm doing it. Like it's, I guess, what do they call that? Virtue signaling. Like he's not about mm -hmm. that life at all. It's just about, and, and, and honestly, he's operating. I mean, he's been pretty honest just saying that he's losing money doing all this stuff and traveling. And so he yeah. just does it for, for the love yeah. of it. And obviously there's, he thinks there's some sort of future payoff. There's some sort of rationalization, but it doesn't stop him from like analyzing every event. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not going to not do an event because it'll lose him money or whatever. So, no. so it's, you know, it's not a, it's not about that. There's something, I think there's something pure about what you guys do. And if I may say that may actually feed into maybe some of the jealousy and resentment that other people have of you too, in, in different yeah. ways, because maybe they're, they're sensing that they're, they, maybe other people feel like, oh, I'm trying harder uh, and I'm trying to do it for commercial purposes, but I'm trying harder. And how come Will and Anu are out there doing their thing and they seem to be getting better or faster wow. reception? There's a kind of resentment that's kind of human nature, but it's also it also sucks. No, no, no. I get I get that. I get that of people. I'm like, you know what I mean? I, I, I wanna I see things happening and I'm like, fuck why you know, I that that so much more deserved sure. other places. Yeah, so yeah. That's I, like I get that everyone entitles their opinion. Yeah. Um I also I just got lucky. Genuinely I've done nothing different to get to the point when I was I was offered a casting gig than anybody. I, I you know I was just a, a, a nobody streamer, had a very small following. Um, I just got given the opportunity, never said no, and I did gave it literally one hundred and ten percent. I went above and beyond, and I've always done that in everything I ever do, and it just paid off. And the grind is real, right? If you're in your content career, that grind is horrendous. And most content creators. Don't start off with being a content creator. You've got a day job that you probably don't like, or you do like, but you don't have enough. You know, it eats into most of your time, or it makes you tired, and you come home and you're like, I could, I could just, I could go watch a film, or I could edit a video, or I could stream. If you want to take content creating seriously in any aspect, you have to treat it as a job. It's that simple. 
like if you want to be a streamer you want to stream like I, this is, and i found this out the the hard way so when i became a streamer i built my computer from scratch that was my first goal right i'm going to become a streamer i've done the i've gotten the pro tour what now i want to be a streamer i got a computer got all the parts built my own computer learned how to build my own computer for youtube videos then i learned how to build the graphics the overlays all that stuff how to go live bit rates learn it all from youtube's hours of, of study and that sort of thing then went live but i was only doing it like once a week like on a thursday like you know it's just like i go live and like your free friends come in in the chat and give you shit um and then that's it and then like the next week do it again and there's like hardly any growth and you're always like plugging it to things like oh mate uh just a favor follow this channel you know what i mean like it, that does no good for you you want people that are going to interact with you, watch you. It's great having numbers, but they're, if they're not doing anything, what's the point? You know what I mean? You don't get any other benefit in like, in content creation for it. Um, and then I was getting to the point where I was like, oh, maybe, this is, maybe it's not the game. Maybe I should be going. So I actually jumped to Hearthstone for a little bit, thinking, like, oh, that's really popular online. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. So I went to Hearthstone, um, made nationals in two months, don't want to brag. But uh, <laughs> I chose not to play in those nationals. I went to play the 25th anniversary team uh, RCQ and came ninth, which is really bitter, really stings when we still came ninth. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it could have been that pro tour, it was sick. Anyway, um, so I was thinking that there's something wrong with everything else but what I was doing. You know, I was always pointing the blame at other places. But then I, re I just realized it, it, it's me. I'm not paying the time. I'm not treating it like something that you should if you want it to grow. So I started having a schedule. So between, you know, five and nine, that's when I'll be streaming every day at my time. Because if you, people like consistency, right? If they go to wherever they are in the world. So when I used to go to, when I used to do start streaming, people were just going to work. Or it was their lunch on the uh, East Coast. They were just going to work on the West Coast. So they get to work and they put on the stream and they know that, you know, Will's going to be there. Um, and, you know, they enjoyed what they've seen, obviously. The people didn't watch me too much from my gameplay coverage, more for my probably entertainment value. Because, you know, I give giveaways and I'm very into dick jokes or whatever. Um, not PC in the slightest consistency is the key when people know where to find you at what times they will tune in if you're not there one day you might get away with it but consistency is the key bear in mind i started the same time spike started and i remember spike when he was like 20 viewers you know what i mean and uh back then and i've got I've, i have to give him a shout out um is back well he's changed his name since i think to to uh uh chief but squad chief back in the day like one of my friends now um we we chat a lot but he was like one of the big streamers it was kind of the era of it was him um uh what's the other one it doesn't stream anymore i can't remember his name that's how good that's how much i understand but there's like three big streamers basically of mtgo because i stream mtgo mtgo and like he was the first person to give me my first big raid and you know like actually helped me interact with me kind of brought his audience to my audience and um then when that happened, that's when I started taking it more seriously, kind of around the same sort of time, because streamers notice other streamers, right? Like, oh, okay, I've seen him or I've played against him. And they start giving you raids, and that's how you start growing. So I started treating it like a day job. So I'd have my day job, and then in the evenings, I'd have my other job. And I did that grind for years, literally years. Um, when I was, well, which we spoke about earlier, when I just do the 24 hours of stream, edit, upload, work, stream, you know. And I didn't mind that grind. I liked being in a, in a, a pattern. Mm -hmm. I cannot remember what your question was, but that's a big ass answer to whatever it was. No, no, this, this is great. This is this is all about conversation, anyways. I forgot what my question was, but I, I, I think this is really relatable. Just just about the consistency of doing the content. Oh, um, I, I want to say like I've never really done full time streaming. 
but I definitely respect the grind and the hustle. And I had my own little breakthrough about a year ago. Um, so what happened, like I, I've been doing this podcast, just audio version. I think I started six years ago, but it was incredibly stop and start off and on. Like when I got a, a nice guest like LSV or like uh, John Finko, I'd be excited. I'd be, oh man, okay, let's do a podcast now. It's a big I name. Them, it's a big I name. I got them scheduled. I was like, because originally this was a bucket list project. It was really just like the people that I really wanted to talk to, let's make it into a podcast, right? But it was very inconsistent, right? I go like two months without an episode. I go, I go yeah. two weeks and then, and then two months and then there's no continuity. And last year I just decided, I think it was already like year five of the, the podcast. And I already felt like, if I'm being honest, I interviewed most of the people, the names that I wanted to when I started out because I, I basically sought out those names and I was fortunate a lot of them said yes. And but last year I was just like, you know what? Let's just stop dicking around, right? Like if I'm going to do this, I can't just be half-assing it. I can't just be like whenever I feel like it. And and I got into YouTube. Uh, I should have gone to YouTube like five years ago, but I yeah, guess I what's that. this? What's the saying? Like the, 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 the best time was yesterday. The second best time is now. So there's anyone no, there's that, no I think you should, you should start on YouTube. If anyone wants to be a Twitch streamer, just start on YouTube, start everything on YouTube and then exactly. use that as your main platform. And, and, and exactly and, uh, the whole, the whole and, multiplexing strategy, like, you know, repurposing the content, uh, you know, all that stuff, uh, especially when you're a streamer and you're on Twitch and Twitch has like zero discoverability. Like it's oh, very, very, it's so very so important. Like, even if you stream for five hours on Twitch, people have to be watching you in those five hours yes what about the other 19 hours of a day and that's the yeah. good thing about youtube is that they can watch you wherever they are in the world at whatever yeah. time in the world whenever they want and, and once it gets going like you can start i mean I, I know you're saying that's not your goal but like you can make a, a an income as a youtuber even when you're mm -hmm. asleep because like the, the the gears are turning like you can you can your videos will still be watched like nikaju's videos will be watched like five years from now especially if you try to make them yeah. timeless and classic like there's still value there uh, YouTube is like really like an archive or a library of like what's going on in your mind. I think that's really good. Whereas like Twitch is really more ephemeral. It's just like it, it's there for a moment in time, and that's it. You know, it was it was Twitch. Is, it was good through COVID for me. Like people struggled through COVID, right? Because they couldn't see their friends. Oh yeah, yeah. Family. It was excellent like, that, for that community really building. Good. And there's like there's definitely pros and cons. I'm just saying yeah. that if you're smart no. about it, if I was smart about it, I would be like trying to do. Um, trying to dabble in different things. And then, and then of course, I'm still not a regular Twitch streamer. Uh, I'm trying to be a YouTuber in, in terms of doing a video version of this, but I just kind of realized like, you really need to have consistency and intentionality. Oh, you can't Absolutely. create excuses for yourself. Cause I, I remember when I first started learning thumbnails and my friend Julian Kanab told me like, James, your thumbnails suck. The first thing I had, I, I did was I, I got very defensive. Like, oh, well, you know, I'm not trained on this, right? But then I started thinking, looking to myself, I was just like, yeah, I need to improve on this because that's, if I'm if I'm doing it, I might as well try to try to improve, right? It's the, well, that's why it, I said about criticism, right? That's why, like yeah. me and the new, like we, we, we give each other, like with the glare sort of thing, like, like it's the biggest bugbear is glare, right? As a viewer, <laughs> and when you're in certain venues, the lights are different, and yada yada yeah. yada. Um, so yeah, be, be, being able to take criticism is very big, or feedback, Absolutely. but it's feedback. constructive feedback. I do have yeah. two questions randomly though, just to, uh, as we go back. One, I want to know who was the first person you ever interviewed. It was Jarvis Yu, who uh, hey. is a legacy player. Yeah, and, I know Jarvis. Uh, I, I think it was like we were in a group chat and I just said I wanted to do a podcast of interview people. And uh, Jarvis is just kind enough to just say like, 
you should just do it right now and uh, I'll help you. Like uh, we can jump on the, the mic. It was absolutely terrible. I mean, I was terrible, not him. And it was just, uh, of course, you're always terrible when you first start doing something, at least yeah. in my experience. Uh, so Jarvis was the first um, uh, person I had. Yeah, I, I, it really started out just me interviewing legacy friends, people, because like Julian and Jarvis, because legacy has always been my favorite format. It used to be like a very, there used to be a very heavy legacy agenda, but I kind of branched out now because I kind of realized obviously that legacy niche audience, right? Niche, niche audience. And, and, and I, I need to practice. I need to train by, by talking to people about things that I'm not typically comfortable in because I don't want to be in my comfort zone all the time. Like I'll talk to people. I had so many guests over the past year, just talking to them about commander and CDH. I don't play these formats, but I want to know like what's going on and how do they see the world and how do they see magic? And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I started talking to more cosplayers, started talking to more casters, even though I don't, I don't cast. Like it, it's really like the project has become kind of a way for me to, to, selective empathy, right? Or at least understanding mm -hmm. like where people are coming from. And I want to share that with other people because it's no, it's no fun if only I learned it. So that's why it's, it's, it's out there in the public. So people can, can listen to the episode with Anu or the episode with you, figure out how you guys do it. And, um, I think that's, I think it's good. So I, th that, that's Second what motivates question. me is to spread it, you know? Yeah. What's your end goal? My end goal is, oh man, it's going to sound really non humble saying it i want to be, be humble your content i want to be i want to be one of the best interviewers out there not just for magic i feel like i'm already up there in terms oh, you, of so you want to do it for like I wanna, wider audience i want a wider audience i want to figure out how to expand because the i've been grinding this thing um i just want to get better as an interviewer and i feel like i might need to and i've been public about this i've been saying like i might need to go outside of the magic space like magic is a kind of a a space where i can talk to really interesting people like yourself but i i feel like i need to go outside of that i need to i need to talk to more people because i i need to satisfy my curiosity in other ways than just talking to people who happen to play magic and so. do you have a plan to do that or is it just I, you're going to go generic growth how it goes because i i was you and giving you advice, yeah. not that you should take any from me ever, but I would be like, you should move on to other TCGs because you've got a TCG audience, right? And yeah. the chances that magic people that watch your, your content are gonna watch people in Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Flesh and Blood, mm -hmm. One Piece, all these, you know, that new Disney one coming out. If you move to, that's another way to move in that you can still keep your same audience while moving yes. into a different one and growing more audiences. And the other side, I would pit you on, like why there's interviewers on Pro Tours at big level events why could you not be an interviewer you literally do it already you've shown you can I, do I would it. love to like that's that's it's actually one of my my just... dreams is literally to be the uh just not the play-by-play -play, just the person interviewing the the people and really getting into the stories and stuff that, like that. that's what cedric phillips does now cedric just interviews yes. the winners he interviews people during the game there's there's an i don't know if it's your end goal but that's like mm -hmm. A high level of doing it and you know yeah. that again it opens more doors so, so i'm yeah. always interested to see people's goals and, and what they do mainly because then i can go like how can i help you achieve your goal so now, <laughs> I, I, job, I, like, I appreciate you, know. you asking and, and and potentially helping um i i think that um i it is kind of a dream to interview people on the pro tour but in a way i see the pro tour format the interview format and i feel like it's constraining too. So like, I actually rather have a kind of vehicle like this where I can really, really talk to people about 
like for an hour or two hours about things. Whereas the the soundbite kind of thing is more like kind of TV style. And I don't, I don't think I would get as much fulfillment like doing kind of man on the street or like person pro tour. I have like five minutes with this person. I, I feel like I need to develop it a little bit more. Like the conversation thing is mm -hmm. what really um, draws me, but you're right. Like the TCGs thing, I've definitely thought about like um, going across. Cause I feel like also for commentary and uh, different roles like that, that is what you guys think about as well, right? Like, can I, can I cast other TCGs? Can I do, can I take these portable skills? Um, the other thing that is kind of on my mind is that I recently interviewed a, this is really interesting, like a, a professional athlete, like a professional basketball player that happens to play magic. And I bloody love basketball and sports and the business of sports. And if there was a way that I can interview just people more about mindset and performance, which is why I went into all that stuff with you about the, the Royal Commando stuff, because that is absolutely fascinating to me. Like those are the types of interviews that I consume actually is, 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 is mindset performance, right? So that is something that I'm always trying to do with humans of magic, like, especially like, I'll put it this way, Will. I think I'm doing a mix of guests on humans of magic. The people that are like the influencers, the, the, the EDH people, they kind of get a wider audience. So I feel like it's a way to like get people in the door, but the ones that really resonate with me that really like tickles my fancy is like when I talk to pro tour players, when I talk to Reduke, when I talk to um, Jean-Emmanuel Duprat, right? I had an episode with him. So, like those are not going to be the most listened to ones, but the whole like top tier elite performance I say, mindset. So you like, you strive for perfection. Like you want to talk I, to people. I am a spike and I love, I love, I love talking to that, that, that top 1% of whatever field they're yeah, in. Same. Like, there's something very magnetic about it. And because um, to be quite honest, I'm not part of a lot of these 1% clubs. I'm not an elite athlete. I'm not a, a, a Royal Marine commando, but I love like listening you're an to interviewer. from, I, I, yeah, I love listening you know I mean? to like, like if, if the best of the now, best do it, you know? So if anyone, if anyone goes, okay, right, have you uh, listened to, to an interview? I'm about, you're going to be in that conversation, right? I genuinely can't think of anybody else right now that interviews people like in magic. I'm sure lots of people do it and I'm sure, but like you're the one that, that, that comes up to, to mind. So you, in your own aspect, you're in that 1% and that's, you can't be 1% of everything. It's impossible. I've tried. Impossible. I, I hate not being the best of things that I'm into, but like, <laughs> I always, always want to try. I'm not saying I'm the best, yeah. like at anything or, you know, I still consider myself at like a very mediocre caster. Um, I just, I, I broke it down. And I think this is where being dyslexic that like you, you, have to step away and I have to break down every little piece to understand how something works. And then I can put it back together in my own way. Kind of like how I do with words. You know what I mean? Like I'll break it up and I'll put it back together in my own way. And that's how I talk. And I think that gives you a real big advantage of content creating because you, you cover a lot of the different aspects of it. Same with mm -hmm. being in the military. I need to, you know, I need to be the best and understand how we do section attacks, how we do troop attacks, right. target indication, five, you know, all these sort of things that all come together. Uh, I need to break it down in my own way and then rebuild it. And um, I think it's helped me a lot, but I find that incredibly admirable. Like just going back to that experience you have or you currently have, I think there's something super marvelous about being with a whole bunch of brothers or band of brothers or however oh, you call them, where you know that you're the best of the best and you oh, went it's... through that qualification 
And so, you know, like maybe it's like being on an elite sports team, right? It's like, you know, everybody's at a certain level. So you know that they're not going to fumble the ball when you give it to them. You know that they have a certain mindset. You know, they've been through the same things you have, if not tougher. And so there's that instant trust that just like, you can't, like, I feel it sometimes when I'm like working with certain colleagues where it's like, okay, maybe this is a, this may be a, kind of a bad example, but like there's, it's, it's a little bit like, you know, you, you, you know, to enter this company, you needed these qualifications so that when you do get the offer and you sign with the company, you know, these people went through the same rigorous process that they were hired because hopefully because of some merit or objective criteria. And, and so, you know, there's a certain level of competency that it's just like, there's an unspoken, um, alignment right yeah. and and there's something marvelous about that and i feel like the world is getting on my soapbox the world has gone a little bit away from that where it's like yeah everybody's fine you're everybody's great and it's not like that the world does not operate uh I on hate this sort of like medals. this sort of like purely like everybody gets medals kind of ideal that's just not how the world works or you can pretend that's how it works but that's not how it works and no, I'm, I, I'm I would so rather much live that. in a world where you know, I have to work at being a good podcaster. I have to work at being a good YouTuber. And I think a lot of these results are actually fairly meritocratic. So if I don't get the results, I'm always looking to see like, what am I doing wrong first? I'm not trying to say like, oh man, I just got unlucky. Like, yes, I need to get lucky, but you need to also have hard work so you can be in a position to get lucky, as they say. Yes, so, that's what I mean. It, um, it's, it's that's my worldview, honestly, and that, that that's how I feel. So No, no, I, I'm with you. I, I hate second place like medals and stuff, and the world isn't pink and fluffy. I promise you I've seen a lot of it. I've seen a lot of the bad side of it. Like, um, I think, and I, I, I've said, I'm just like a, a, a record here, me going over and over it, is I do think working hard uh, creates opportunities. And you just got to be ready to for that opportunity. You know, what I mean, it, it might not come for another ten years, but you yeah. got to be ready for it. Like, I'm not just going to get, you know, take it easy and just do mediocre casting. Like, you know, I'll just try and coast for a couple until and then. Maybe that's the one that someone at Wizards sees. Like that, they look at okay, well, okay, he's been doing it for a while. Let's see what, let's see how he's uh, going. and they tune in and uh, I'm having like a lackluster day, um, which awkwardly was is what happened on Arena Championships. Um, I think I was so ill that day. <laughs> it was in a bad, bad place. I hid it from everybody. I think you're very hard anybody. on yourself. I, I oh, think no, you're no, very I, hard I, on yourself. It was, I was shaking in between rounds. I was like, like I was proper going down, but like it's the biggest opportunity in my casting career to do. So I couldn't say no to it. Um, in hindsight, I probably, but saying it, it only happened literally the day before. So it's not like I knew it was coming. So I couldn't give warning, but look, I, I'm, pro I'm probably ill. I don't think I should do it. Can you replace me? It was like, morning of just woke up like shaking I was like, oh my god i'm so i was drugged out my absolute face like i took everything i possibly could um i still bit like you know a good show and, and like that's where i really learned all my ego basically got knocked sideways when i worked with cory mm -hmm. i think i'm good at casting jesus christ that guy is cory is level. just he yeah, is next level so good and like things that just when i'm when i was a viewer before I understood casting, you think, yeah, he's cool. He's a nice guy. You know, he's Brad Nelson's brother, blah, 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 blah. He is phenomenal at casting. Like the, the little bits that he does, the way he steers things, picks things up, draws conversation to certain sort He's so good at it. Marshall's also extremely, well, everyone on the Pro Tour is really good at it, right? Like they, that is the cream of the crop. The, 
you can't say anyone there is not doing the job or fulfilling a hundred percent their job role. Like Maria is insane, right? As a host, geez, she's absolutely. I think she's won. I was speaking to her. I think she won like seventeen Emmys or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who in Magic she got even that? Even like, compared to background. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so good. And she's such a nice person and, and, and considerate. Like, and I'm just, I'm blessed that I get opportunities to like invite it to shows with them on so I can sit there and soak up what they do before, after, how it all works. Like, I've never seen a call sheet before until I did the Arena Championships. Everything up to now has kind of not been cuffed. But, you know, there's no like, at nine o'clock we go live. At 9.02 you talk about this. At 9.06 you talk about this. At 9.04 you talk about this. And I, it blew my mind. And I, as I said, being dyslexic, I couldn't process it all either. I was like, oh, no. Okay, wait, hold on. which bit am I talking at? Am I talking at that? And I, I was... I'm sure I'm going to look back at it in years' time, probably make a video of like, how did I ever get a job? After? Like, I, I genuinely think it's <laughs> it's a lot of factors um, in it, but I genuinely think I could have done uh, better at that. But here we are. But hey, I mean, the only thing you can do is try to exactly. Try I see it as an the, at the next right? event, at the next opportunity. That's that's all, right? And that's, and that's that's all I want to do. Like, I just I just keep hoping that I get the opportunities that I'm getting. Um, I I. I in more recent times, like, you know, if I, I, I tweet, someone's going, oh, this event's on, I will just tweet on it and be like, do you have a caster? Do you need a caster? You know, kind of almost being cheeky about it uh, and just like organically see what happens. And weirdly, that's what's happening with the one next week when I go to do the legacy one in Europe. Um, it, it, I, I enjoy, I really do enjoy casting. I enjoy everything I do. That's I've never said no to anything. I never let anything stop me doing from something I want to do. And I just have fun with it all. The second any of it stops being fun, I... I I won't want to do it. I won't love doing it. Um, even just, like, I still go to my F and M's. I still get the same amount of shit that I got before from everybody there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm just a normal person that anyone walks up to and says hi to. I think it's really weird when people ask me for photos. I think it's even weirder when people say, can you sign my card? I'm like, you know, this card's worth money. And if I draw on this, <laughs> you're screwed. Like, like I'm, I don't think I'm anywhere near what some people have asked me to do level of doing that. I, I like my heroes in magic were always like the SCG versus tour, right? That's when I was getting to it. So like Tom Ross, Brad Nelson, BBD, CVM, Todd, like that, like that's my content that I consumed every week, every like Tuesday and Friday or whenever it used to come out. I used to love that content. Um, RIP, I wish it, wish it was still a thing. Now we've now, but that was in an era where we didn't really have many streamers. Now we're in the streamers era which is good and bad in some aspects. I love streams. I love, I watch it more. I don't even watch TV. I just watch streams. Like, you know what I mean? I'm always absorbing uh, content. The downside is I don't think we have that surprise factor as much when watching Pro Tours. Like, you know what the best deck's going to be. You know what people, it's very random. Someone will turn up with a blue moon deck and just surprise everybody and catch everybody off guard. And I love, I literally love that about formats. Um, Maybe it's because I'm more tailored to content now. I just, oh, oh, yeah, I've seen that deck. I know what that does. But that's kind of my job, right? You think yeah. you, as a caster, you just turn up and talk about things. Um, you, you, it's the hours. And I always thought this when, when people were like, obviously, you get paid for jobs. Um, I think it's weird that people pay you. That's a lot of money just for like a day's work. So I think, but then um, I don't know who broke it down to. It might have been a new that told me it's not just that day they're paying you for. It's the weeks in advance of you learning that format practicing that format being up to date on that format all those hours if you actually break it down you're actually not getting paid nothing really for the amount of hours that you're putting into this and that's why i always say it's a hobby it's always a hobby i'm never doing it for financial gain um 
Yeah, I talk a lot, I know. This is good, I suppose, when you get interviewed. No, no, it's yeah. good, it's good. I, I, I do want to ask, like, do you feel that you have, I mean, you obviously mentioned the, the, the Wizards event where you didn't do well, but other than that, if you take that aside, do you feel like, in general, you have some sort of, do you have imposter syndrome or not when it comes to the content stuff? Yes. Or are you self-assured? Um, imposter syndrome is, is, is definitely something I've had um more when i get invited to do pt things um like so at the minute like i i do like the hand holding so i like to read the player's hands so i'm on that guy stood over him with an ipad looking at the, the you know the feature match going okay they've drawn that they've not they've played that etc um and i think that's the first run to getting a caster's job you know what i mean like i think you need to do your dues before you get to wherever you're going to go um and i do have imposter syndrome when i get like when i got invited to do arena championships to uh, Jesus, like I, I almost couldn't believe it. Um, like I was like this, this. I don't. I didn't think I was ready for the role. If that makes sense. I thought, whoa, there's so many better people that could do this. And um, I took it in my grasp. I'd probably way too hard on myself for that event leading up to it. Not after watching it, I'm like, geez, I could obviously there's a lot I could work on. But like, I was very under prepared for it i guess is what not as in like i knew the format i knew how to cast but i've never never knew or seen a call sheet before that really threw me through one the having to pronounce players names from all around the world correctly um like i can pronounce names how i think they say but like correctly uh that's like a big thing that was like kind of uh was was honing on so there was a lot of added pressure to that and i, I really felt it that we've, we've imposter syndrome. when it comes to like the legacy european stuff no like like, but I think that's the added pressure of, well, not pressure, the added weights lift on my shoulders that I kind of run those, run the event. Like, I'll say, like, right, this is what we're going to talk about this round. This is what the slides I want. I make all the slides that they put on the, on the stream. I'll say the caster pairs. I'll say, right, this is what you're going to talk about this round. Yada, you know, I, I kind of have a lot more control of it. And I'm very, um, I like being in control is another thing. I, we, we haven't touched on that. And we're probably going to run out of time by the time we do. But I, I like being in control of things. I think it's it's very hard for me to step back. But I think it's because I do so much. I like working. I really enjoy my hobbies. I love working. I love trying to improve it. But when it's like, I, I can't improve a wizard show besides turning up and doing my commentary. So I work as best I can on that. But I'm always like, do you want me to help put up tables? Do you want me to put the chairs away? You know what I mean? Like play, I'm always trying to, to do something and help everybody. Um, Yes, imposter syndrome. I have it at big shows, smaller shows, not so much. I think I'm, I'm a benefit to the, the smaller shows. I think I can bring value to them. The bigger shows, I'm not sure I can bring uh, value to it yet. But I, I would challenge you. Also, not that you need my advice, but just no, no, a different it. perspective. I would challenge you to think of it like there was no freaking way that you would have had to read a call sheet or. You have to pronounce oh, yeah, people's point. names I've, I've never properly been until you do it. Like it's it's similar to like you're you, you join the uh, the Royal Marines and you never had to run fifty miles with gear because no one asked you to do it and it was no. never required. So how could it be imposter syndrome or oh I'm not ready for it if you never literally never had to do that no, in any shape or form? It, it, no one ever told true. you you had to do that. I, I get where you're coming from, but like I say, own worst critic, critic, right? Like I, 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 and I know what you're saying. And it's same like I say, we joined the Royal Marines. Like I, I this does sound it make me sound like a like a dick, but like I never did uh, my own ironing before joining the Royal Marines. And they teach you how to iron because everyone has to be ironed perfectly. You have like 
uh, one thing we didn't pick on, on on the mental side of things is you get like three hours sleep a night if you're lucky. So you just sleep nine deprived, months basically. It's horrendous. Like um, so mentally, mentally tough as you that way. But yeah, I, I you're right. You, I've never seen a sheet a cool sheet before. I've never been in that environment before. I had. I mean, I've never seen a pink unicorn. So if one flies by tomorrow, yeah. like I guess that, I might, have imposter syndrome. Like I'm sure. I, 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 don't know. Corey was amazing. I was paired with Corey, and. I'm like going back and forth talking with him and he he's like so reassuring he's like that like you wouldn't get to be at this point if you didn't even think you were ready you know I mean, you've, you've done the hard work now except he was so cool and sound with it all and i've got nothing but praise to that guy and thanks for him um being just being him because i don't think he's just going out his way to do that for me i think that's just him he is just one of the nicest he people strikes me as just just a genuine nice person um he he really is he really really is and like i there's I, multiple people throughout my i say the, the magic career that have, have done things for me but in the more recent year year it's been cory right like he just mm -hmm. he's super nice supportive helps me out and he's such a good role model like i literally I, I there's no way to improve as a caster besides casting or watching coverage so i watch coverage to, to learn from it more than um you know like learning the format or whatever it's just like learning okay that's how they opened that time and I have, you know, I, I work with um, uh, Big Z, Matei. Like, Matei, yes, I had him on the podcast. Yes, Big Z. a cool guy, right? He, and the thing is, he's he's very much like so cool. uh, one of the lads to me. Like, you know, there's like there's people that I get on with and then there's lads. Like, he'll give me shit. If I do something nice on Twitter to someone, like I go, I don't know, oh my God, that's such a cool video. And he knows I'm just saying it to like, you know, to be nice. He'll be like, you're such a kiss ass. Like he'll literally call me out for my bullshit <laughs> like all, all the time. And, uh, but again, he's, he's helped me a lot. He's a, he's a good crit. I think he's a, one of the peak casters we have, I, I love uh, especially team, yeah. in the expert role. Um, also work ethic, always turns up to work, no ego. Um, great guy cultured as well, man, that guy cultured. Um, but he, he's helped me grow as a caster so much even just recently um something i can't talk about because it's not happened yet but something something's happened and i thought okay there's an opportunity here that i would love and he just said you need to practice if you want it i was like oh shit okay yeah and he went, I went okay well how how should i how would you go about it? And he went just and it was a casting gig um you have 10 different openings if you try and think of 10 different openings for a, for an event because it made me realize that i kind of do generically the same opening every time mm. and i was like oh so i've been trying to work on different openings and it's actually really hard to make 10 openings that are different enough like you know you can say hello hi but you know it, it's different to, to what subjects or directions you take it in what order you do things in and he really made me think so i've, I've got so much praise for that guy helping me out um I, I do have to say thanks to frank carsten as well since i started doing the legacy things this is a weird conversation for me by the way I was a nobody a year ago, and now I'm talking about having conversations with Matei and Frank <laughs> and Paul Chia. Inside like, you know the caster studio with Will Hall. That, right that's, the, that's the imposter syndrome where I'm like, I'm fanboying over these people a year ago, and now I'm literally talking face-to-face -face with them, probably fanboying to their face. But like, it's, it, it's, it's good, it though, because you're, displaying, you're showing gratitude. I mean, it's, it's oh not like, God. oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm awesome now. It's, it's actually like I have a lot <laughs> oh, to learn. You spent like over an hour with me now. I'm, not, I'm, the, I'm, a, I'm just a really big geek that happens to do one of the most manly jobs in the world that's all it is like it, it yeah. just I, I don't know how i got here potentially i just 
role, I didn't mean to be a Royal Marine, became a Royal Marine. I didn't mean to become a caster. I'm now a, I'm now a caster. It's it's a good well, life. Strange I, like that, man. Life I could is, die tomorrow uh, and I'd be I'd die happy. Life is interesting you know I mean? and strange. Oh, yeah. it is. It really, really is. And I've I've never. I just don't let things hold me back. I don't say no. That's that's my thing. I've said it multiple times. I just don't. I just keep saying yes. That's what it is. I, for good or bad, I keep saying yes. And I try and find yeah. the good in everything that I can. Um, I think that's, yeah. I, I, I try to I try just to be a good person. It's not hard. It really isn't hard to be a good person. Just be nice to people. If you see someone be fall nice over, and go and pick them up. Say yes to everything and give all your stuff away. It's, live yeah, like just Jesus. basically if you give it's, all it's your stuff good. away. It's all easy. <laughs> and say yes, you know what I mean? We should do, we should give something away for this. We should say like like you know, on YouTube you can tell who's followed you, right? Or you can tell your your month's worth of subscribers. I don't know. Leave a comment if you want to enter the draw. I don't know what it is. I, I'm I pretty no well, okay. Yeah, okay. So so let's let's think of a question. Who what could say that someone's okay? What is the length of Royal Marine training? Okay, whoever whoever pits however many months that is in your comments will randomly pick somebody and yes. we'll give the, we'll, we'll buy them if a box. If you made it this far in the video. Yeah leave a comment with the length of royal marine training but isn't that isn't that isn't that um isn't that easy to 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 doctor though? It, yeah. if someone sees another comment that like they'll just be like they'll just post the same comment actually if you google it it'll say something slightly different the, the reason i say nine months is because that you i've included the holidays that you have during it so if they google it they might actually have one number but if they listen to this they'll say the number i said but if someone if someone's got that Whoever in your comments says it right, I'll buy one one person randomly will get picked and I'll buy you a box. But make sure I've got some way of contacting you. I don't know how I'll contact you. You might have to contact them for me, but we'll, uh, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll buy I, someone I appreciate that. Wow, this is cool. This is the first time we're giving away something is in this podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I've, oh, done, I've gone on other people's streams and given away stuff and just say, hey, you know, I'll give away something if you if you subscribe oh to, yeah definitely to we'll, we'll, we'll find we'll, we'll sort some sort of box out to to give you like an actual box i'm not just gonna send you a box of like feet pictures or something like an actual box <laughs> of boosters you know what i mean like it's where, where, where wherever it is and uh, i'll basically we'll get in contact with you and uh we'll, we'll all right I, I appreciate that yes no, no, so no, if you're good. listening please let us know what is um what is the actual training duration period and we'll, we'll yeah, try yeah, to sure. i've said it times we'll, we'll put months. that in yeah yeah we'll 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 we'll, we'll put you in the We'll put you into the draw to win a box of uh, uh, TBD set, right? Whatever. Yeah. But it's, a, it's a magic subscriber. set. If you're not subscribed, you don't win. It's that simple. Right? You have to be a subscriber <laughs> and you have to have commented. I appreciate that. Um, this is this is the maybe the best, the coolest interview I ever had. It's just just kind of winning all these I'm, places. I have, that, that's what I, was like, I was like, I've just got to beat a new. I can't have a new. Have a like you know. You said he beat it twice now. I need to Here's get the uh, this is the, this is the alpha male competitive part. It's like you gotta you gotta you gotta surpass a new, right? Yeah, and, and that, 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 that's something that's not really. How do I go about this diplomatically? I don't think it's encouraged to be an alpha male too much in in uh, in magic. Does that make sense? Like we're very inclusive and very diverse, and so we should be. But it's never really like yeah, we don't even allow heels or like bad guys in the game. Like there's no there's no, no I I allowed. I really have thought about turning heel. Like I went as like a character, but then I don't think people would would see it as a character because I did it once and I I got mini cancelled for it. Um, did I tell you? I think I told you. Did I tell you about that when when we were talking back and forth? No, no. The, what happened? Oh, this might this might bring up a lot of shit. <laughs> so. My um, my theory is that if you listen to a podcast two hours into the podcast, we can at this point we could say literally anything because the only people that will 
will will have listened this far are actual huge fans of will so well yeah. you said so my friends have actually got uh like my, 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 my close friends they're all got like a bit of a uh a poll like a deadpool about when i'm gonna get cancelled like they, they, they're like what you're doing is great will and we love it and we're you know we're so happy for you but we're kind of looking forward to when you get cancelled like it's <laughs> it, it, it's as i say, i'm not pg i mean i'm in an all-male atmosphere we swear all right what what, what happened what happens um so there was a trend a couple of years ago um and then it was called like mtg goth girl squad or something where girls that were not gothic were dressing gothic taking a photo with a hashtag and blah blah, blah. so i did like a little 40 second video about how to become one and it was funny it's, it is funny it really is funny i think it's funny anyway and that's the main thing is i make myself laugh more than anybody um and a lot of people saw it as like you know that's funny how is your joke one um cosplayer took it quite offensively i think or she got it the wrong way and then um whatever came of it and i my inbox filled up with do we say is it, i don't know what we simps now do we say that anymore is that a thing is that a band term i don't know but if it is if you get upset with me saying I, simps deal I, with it i think i think that's what the kids call it i don't know well you know i mean like basically an army of their followers um were going for the throat they came after me like my dms everything like blah, blah, blah. and then i was just like i don't think it helped i just stirred the pot because i'm like why is this random person on the internet shouting at me which is what i normally do like you you'll you'll find i don't in take part in drama unless it's jeff that's the only time i've ever took part in any sort of drama it's other than the that, same i, I just I'll throw that guy up. under the bus everybody else uh I'm, I'm i try to stay away from you know I mean like I, I i know there's two sides to every story i know you know i mean obviously i didn't do it trying to be evil or anything like that. it was just a joke it comes across very easy as a joke and uh yeah i got a bit of hate for that and um but i'm but the the good side of it is <laughs> what grew from that on my stream was we now got a character called goth will so now when i stream they'll randomly just do a goth stream where like, I'll, I'll full on white makeup eye makeup fishnets black t-shirt with like twilight on or whatever hair slipped around stars and moons uh but i have a lot of goth friends and i actually think goths are extremely attractive anyway um but like, i'll dress up as a goth and i would only play like vampire decks and like you know like things like that they made a character out of it and that's actually a channel point reward on my stream now you know what i mean like people will cash in fifty thousand channel points for the next stream to be goth will and i have i have lots of like different characters now because so i always say that i said the good out of everything um yeah some people got upset but i don't think they actually got upset i think they just kind of followed one person that got upset but you know here we are um no you can't please everybody in the world i think i think there needs to be a kind of maybe understanding is asking too much, but if you're coming from a self-deprecating or humorous place, I like if, if that was your intention, then oh, it's, yeah. it, it, to me, it seems like a real stretch to want to, I, I don't even know if that person intends to cancel you or to have people send death threats to you or whatever, but I, I just feel like there needs to be some, again, I don't know the particulars, and I'm probably gonna cancel for even like saying this stuff, but I think there needs to be some latitude for, for just oh, it's like humor, right? I mean, yeah, like, you know, I mean, like, I, I don't think anyone has the right to give anybody else stick if they're offended. You're offended, cool, be offended. That doesn't give you any more right to do anything than anybody else. Everyone's entitled to their own opinions, how to vote, how to live, what religion, what sex, anything like you want. Do it, go, go crazy, right? That's you. Mm -hmm. Go fine. But because you're offended doesn't mean that you, you know, you need to tell me that I'm wrong about something. I might actually yeah. be wrong. Let me be wrong. I'm probably wrong 90% of everything I say. But 
I all, I strive for facts. I will Google things, like especially like during the COVID era, where people are like, you should take this or not take this, or this country's not doing it, so we shouldn't, blah, blah, blah. If you dig into the facts of things, then you'll see why things are happening. Um, and I'm very big in facts. I, I love a fact. I really, you know, that's just intelligence is a really cool thing to learn, to have. And I think things with like social media and Facebook and those things, it's very easy that, oh, I saw on Facebook that you shouldn't take vitamins anymore because they could could give you cancer mm-hmm. all right let's look at some facts here you know like things like are really obvious because you saw it on facebook some people take that for fact like i'm pretty sure half the people that came after me trying to cancel me never even watched the video they just did it because they want they want to jump on this hype train of canceling songs everyone loves drama people love to jump on cancel cultures and things like that which I think we're in a place in the world now where we're kind of seeing a little bit of resistance to this now. Like people are kind of getting a bit annoyed about this cancel culture stuff. So you see a little bit more resistance on it. And that's where you start seeing people become famous for resisting it. Um, there's a very popular one. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate's like, you know, people love or hate him. Um, I actually got asked recently to go to a grammar school. So that's like the highest level of education, uh, like first education in, in the UK. I got asked to go to a grammar school and give a talk to young boys. It's an all male, male uh, um, grammar school. I got asked to go give a talk there uh, about working hard and encouraging, you know, then they all think they're going to be TikTok stars like Andrew Tate. And they think that's how the world works. They wanted me to go and speak to them and give them, you know, like hard work, pays off, blah, blah. And so I turned up in my uniform, my medals, give them that, you know, spiel about, you know, I, I hated school. I, I'm like, you guys in school, I hated it. I'm dyslexic, blah, blah, blah. But I do, you know, I worked through it and I became a Royal Marine. And this is what a Royal Marine is. And this is how hard it was to get. This is blah, blah, blah. And then I flipped it on them. I was like, what's that logo? I put a Twitch logo up on the screen. And they're like, oh. And I was like, yeah. So I, I, I'm also a gamer. I stream. I do commentary. I do this. And so I made it. The, the like the discipline side the working hard sort of stuff i emphasized that quite a lot but then i flipped it into something that they're into into so it took effect so they saw it and then you know i actually got i've got a lot of praise from that school and my hierarchy in, in the military because of that mm-hmm. um and I, I, yeah I, I don't know how we got into that <laughs> but yes that's uh a thing don't cancel people unless they deserve it i don't but i can't even think of anywhere like as much as i think jeff's a dick i don't think he should be cancelled like mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't wish that on anybody. Like that's his living at the end of the day. You need that's how he makes money. I don't think yeah. someone should stop making their living because they, I don't know, try to cancel me. But um, mm. I said he's the only the one of the few big streamers that try to cancel me. It's just the more published one. I'll tell people off camera who it is if anyone ever asks me. Like, I'll tell you after, but I won't. Mm. I don't want to say it on stream. I just want drama. Sure, sure. fuck drama. I'll just I'll just say though, like I've never explained. uh, Sometimes I would tweet about my dislike of Jeff Hoogland, and I should probably just say it off for the record. Um, It actually is kind of personal for me because um, uh, when I I used to work on Cardboard Live, which is the the extension that uh, you can install on on. um, uh, I built the company and the software with my co-founder Wilson Hunter. And there was a point, there was a point in time when our software was a bit more popular in the past when there was yeah, competing I, I, I with Stream Decker and I didn't know you were part of it. Like that. Yeah, I, that's cool. I, I am half of uh, CBL, so um, or or was uh, until I stepped away recently. But uh, that's a whole other story. Uh, but um, uh, Jeff was one of our users for CBL Cardboard Live, and uh, he was very petulant. Uh, basically. Uh, the thing is completely free to use, um, and he basically gave us a lot of shit for not 
listening to his every demand or request for things. And he basically started publicly throwing us under the bus and saying things like, you stream Decker, these guys are terrible and stuff like that. So I, I just got to say for the record, it is completely personal because he basically just acted like a brat that did not get what he wanted, despite us offering a free product and trying to be nice to him. And that is why I will always have the attitude that I have. And I, I, it's just the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. The no. guy is just always in, feeling entitled about everything in life. And that's just who he is. Well, anyone that watches him finds this out, right? Like, I don't want to ever give the guy more time or airtime or platform than he needs. But like, because he's got a, a large following, like, you know, you go on whatever thing on Twitch, he's going to be one of the top ones. Insensibly, you click on it because, oh, he's got a large following. He must be good. And then you spend five minutes there and then you realize and... Yeah, it, it's it's this is the last thing we're saying. Next, fuck giving this guy any more time. But this is the third game he's now playing where the the community's come after him. He's you know he's on his third game now where community's all found out that he's actually a shit bloke. So yeah, whatever it is, you know what I mean. Good luck to him. Do do your thing. At some point, it's not the whole world. It's got to be that that person. If uh, it's, it's well, yeah, yeah. Pattern. I'm not asking him out for a pint anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I do I do want to um. Oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. I guess I'll have to edit this part out. Um, it's, uh, gosh, what was it that I you. wanted to say? I went off on Jeff Hoogland and I just suddenly lost my train of thought. This is this, <laughs> no, more of the story. Happy. Do not. Oh, oh yeah, I wanted to say this. Um, uh, it's also quite interesting, isn't it? Because I, 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 I am Chinese. I'm also Canadian. I didn't grow up in America, um, but there is a lot of social media, especially English-speaking social media, that is american culturally dominant and so oh. there's also sometimes there's also the case where americans look at it from their point of view we all look at things through our own point of view but sometimes humor and situations oh, yeah. and taking offense is totally done through an american lens especially on a platform like twitter and it just gets out of control it's like it, it there's no I think that contributes to the lack of nuance is everything oh, yeah. like a lot of things being through an American lens is what I'm trying to say. Well, I'm not trying well, to say like your, your joke about gods is like, that's the reason, but I'm saying that it's just something that I've observed, like independent of your experience, like that is something I have definitely observed. And so when, even when you call Philippa, your casting wife and she doesn't take offense to it, I don't take offense oh. to it. You don't take offense to it. There's going to be somebody out there. That's like, Oh, how could you talk about her? that way and it's it's completely like really? looking at it through a different set of humor lens than than you have and that, it's that's just cultures that's, right that's it's just different culture like british yeah. humor is so different to the rest of the world's humor um i would say i, I think we're like britain leads quite heavily in like in humor and comedian type thing uh yeah. like shows like the office like mm -hmm. everyone loves the office right like there's yeah. a, a british the version, version, the american version amazing and, the, and they're yeah. both insane and like, we're very good at our, our, our commodore shows um mm -hmm. we're very good we got loads of, the uk is for such a small country we, we've done so well over the years at just ev like, like pretty much everything besides winning the world cup in football <sighs> i've only done that once 1664 uh, no 66 even but anyway i'm a big i like, I, I like sports as well obviously like you say you're a big basketball fan i actually really wish i could get into basketball more because i keep seeing cedric phillips and matei going off on twitter with each other like commenting about basketball games i'm like man i want to be part of the cool kids club like you know but like I, realistically <laughs> i'd probably just support um what's the the orlando t is there an orlando team i'm a big I'm orlando a big magic 
Orlando Magic. I'm a big sucker for, for Orlando in Florida. Like, that's my genuine favorite uh, place in the world. Okay. Like, I am okay. such a stereotypical tourist. Like I'm like I want to go to Disneyland and I want this. That, that. I mean, I, I love that sort of thing, and that's uh, I love. Then say that I love America. Genuinely, I love going to America. It's one of my everything's just bigger there, and as much as I love, like I grew up by the sea, so. Um, I'm like a little seaside town. I always say it's like a shit Florida. Old people coming to die. Um, so I, I like I grew, grew up by the sea. So I'm like countryside and sea. Sure, I can give or take it. I like cities. I like things that are going on. I like to be. I could step out my door at three in the morning and I could go to you know an ice bar or a, I don't know a convention that's going on or something like that. I love doing things. And maybe that's why like my mind never turns off. I just, I, I love things and technology and always doing things. And I think that happens a lot more in cities than I do. Uh, in the countryside the countryside is nice though like beaches and stuff it's really it is cool here on that note will it's been a, an absolute pleasure having oh, yeah. you on humans of magic today i i feel like we've definitely done an amazing gamut of different conversations oh, right. it's been all over the place. thanks we thanks for this this is this is this is exactly what i want so thank you for partaking in this uh conversation no no no. just remember when there's a part two we need to tag a new in it and everyone needs to leave a that. comment and they have to be subscribed to win that box Hey, I, I, I'm not, I'm not against doing like uh, team ups too. Like we could do an episode where it's you and Anu, or if, if, uh, oh, if you wouldn't prefer not to, we can also do a one on one. You wouldn't shut we us could, up. We, we would just be going up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I would just be like the silent guy in the background, just the AI, just like uh, and it, recording on, recording off. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we and him could go back and forth about like we could do like one about like horror stories of casting and like, like behind the scenes sort of stuff where we could probably spend an hour talking about glare. That's 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 a podcast thing. idea on its own is like the whole behind the scenes of casting and magic productions. I've that would be an amazing show, but uh, we all have yeah. finite time in the world, so that might be difficult to. Same. I want to take it more of your time, but I do. But thank you for this, and obviously, thank for your, thanks for your one your platform and all this. I know how much work goes into these things, right? Like people just think they just pick, click a button on a podcast and they get to listen to something two hours. It's like the other twenty four hours that Scott got spent for that thing, like <laughs> the amount of work that gets put into it. And grind no it's and not then... that bad i have a i have a system now as well so well, it, how, it's how, not that bad how many people yeah. did you ask questions for how, like i you know you've asked me questions about other people on your podcast i know how much work you put in behind but people don't know a little bit of research i mean I, I i i mean it's you know i i try i try to do a little bit of homework but it, it's you good. know it's it's not it's not crazy i figure out a system as well just like how when you're doing your your YouTube videos. I, I figured out a system. It's not, it's not terrible. Um, I, the only way I can sustain it is if I, if I enjoy it and don't hate it. So I, 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 I made peace with my process as well. Well, I, I'm a fan. I enjoy it. Thank you for having me on. It's, it's, it's great. A lot of people have asked like, when am I going to do this? And like, now I can say, oh yeah, here it is. I can send them the <laughs> link now. So now they can just ask when is the second one? So uh, exactly. Thank you part so two. Much. That's what I need to see. Part two. Oh, that's what I should have put in the comments. Everyone say part two. Anyway, right, I'll let you go. <laughs> All right.